Hello. I love getting it on the first take. Hello. This uh, is September 29th. I'm going to do like a, a talk DJ. It is September 29th. I'm Rich. You're Eric. This is episode 18 of the Gecko Games cast. I was going to do like a radio sh- talk show bit this time, but it just slipped me. But I was it. like, turn back that dial. We're going to send you into sultry smooth sounds. Wow. Whoa. Or we do like, you just play a funky beat. Or we could do like an NPR thing. I'd be like, coming at you at the top of the hour, the Gecko Games cast. Word. Um, aren't we all? Is it usually just one? Games? Is it usually just like one DJ I with the most sultry voice? Maybe at like three in the morning too. Could be, yeah. And they say we're gonna dial it back and play some slow, slow jams. jams for those still joining us tonight. As you working on the late hour of the docks, <laughs> like the DJ just playing set, for some docks. Security workers. guards just sitting there saying, "Oh, oh, screw off!" For yeah, those still uh, burning the midnight oil. Um, but you are Rich Meister. You are Eric Ortiz. You're not supposed to dox me like that. We, we both said we. <laughs> what am I, E3? We both, we both said we keep it hidden. Oh, uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, it's written right here in the doc. Welcome to the Gecko's Games Cast. Um, we talk about video games sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes we talk about, like, whatever we feel like. I mean, how was your weekend? Uh, it was alright. I didn't really do much. I was just I was sitting inside playing games. Um, well, give me a play by play here. Uh, it's not always about games. It's Did not you eat something good? I. I I had some. I ordered. Um, there's this new burger place in in, in Bethpage. I think it's. I I got an Uber Eats. It's like Tell Texas chicken it. and burgers. You know. Okay, man. I believe. Slowly and slowly, I'm starting to believe in destined conversations here. Really? As I was taking the train back here, I actually saw a Texas burgers place, and then I was wondering. I ordered it today. I was like, who eats there? And I said, what does it taste like? Your co-host does. Wow. What was it like? It's pretty good. Um, it's. I mean, they got burgers and everything, and then the, I got some fried chicken. I got some spicy fried Ooh, chicken. Was it good? And some slaw. Ooh. And it was pretty good. And they had good biscuits. You know, I was actually, I was thinking about it the other day. Actually, that's not true. I was thinking about months ago or just over time. Where, whenever you travel outside of New York, mm-hmm. like say in LA or even um, any other state, I guess, yeah. they always say New York Chinese or New York pizza or New York blank, just New yeah. York. And I always think, who the hell is ever going to want this? But then I come back here, and there's Texas-style burgers. And I'm also thinking, who the hell is going to want that? Would you? I guess eating out-of-state things I, is the new hotness, or out-of-country things. I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's like when I'm when I'm in L.A., like I get an In-N-Out burger. Like, is, that, is it that sort of thing? Like, no, it's like if it was called, like, New York burgers. Oh, oh, you know what I mean? I, I like, it needs mean. to be like, prefaced by the yeah, state yeah. or the location. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, when you go to, like, what I think I misunderstood, but what you mean, like, when you go to, like, L.A. and there's, like, a restaurant called, like, New York Pizza. Yeah, that's what I mean. And you're just wondering... Who's this for? Is it really New York pizza? And also, what's the barometer for how but New York pizza tastes? we're in LA! That's what I'm saying. And then I look around going, well, that's ridiculous. Mm. Like, why, why would you want it? Th- where are we at? But the same thing happened with the Texas burgers. I was also thinking, am I going to sit there one day, just start eating a burger and go, Mwah. This is Texas, and and everyone's just looking around, saying, "Yeah." I just got a gunner to be like as offensive as possible. Like we get our first guest on the show from like the Midwest, and I'd be like, "So, what's it like to live in the part of the country that doesn't matter?" <laughs> and they just sit there and they go, "Um, I am done. <laughs> I'm gonna go." And they'll just disconnect. And I'll say, "Hello, um, please answer me." But we've actually there's been a lot of news over the past week. Uh, some stuff happened. There was some stuff. Wasn't the state of play like the day after? Uh, last it, podcast. Was Tuesday, it was the day after we went live, but not a whole lot happened in any way. No. Uh, well, 
there was... Wait, what? I said a lot happened. One big thing. And then you said nothing happened. Like, I... That's a matter of opinion. I guess. I think I really wanted... Big things happening. A Batman game to happen. Oh, well, that's a big thing. That's still gonna happen, but it wasn't in the state of play. That's a big thing. Yeah. Well, was that before we met last week? Did we not mention that? We mentioned it. I talked about the tease WB Montreal put out. Right. Okay. And a lot of people were saying, oh, maybe it'll be in the state of play, because they teased that, like... The same day the state of play was teased. You know, I was reading a lot about this because... Which seems like a lot like connecting dots that aren't there. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, they, they fired first. It, you yeah. know, it's not it's not as if we're going on unfounded evidence here. No, no, and, you, and Warner Bros. Montreal is just like, uh, what, do you, what do you guys want from us? You know, what do we do? They blatantly teased. Uh, for those who don't know about that, last Batman day, which was last weekend, um, it is tradition in the U.S. to for certain cities to fire off the bat signal. Um, or around the world, maybe? To give thanks for Gotham's Dark Knight. Do you think, is it around the world, or is it just in the U.S.? I think uh, it's just in the U.S. I, don't, I didn't see it, like, anywhere else. Lithuania. Gotham is an American Portugal. city, I assume. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the map of Gotham the other day, because I was, uh, in Six Flags. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... It's actually in Venezuela. <laughs> well, I was looking at the map, and, uh, I keep forgetting that Gotham City's broken up into three sectors. Yeah. Uh, upper, mid, and lower. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like a, Manhattan is too. Are... Yeah, but imagine they just took chunks of Manhattan and just put water or rivers in between each one. Like, they're all sectioned off from one yeah. another. Um, so it is a little different. But yeah, it's the New York City. And I always think it's funny, because... Yeah, you know, Gotham is crime-ridden. Like, yeah, absolutely but crime-ridden. But great educational program. Yeah, I guess. Oh, and the wealthy? Uh, I was just thinking the other... Wh- so many wh- doctors committing nefarious acts. Who Who's going to want to go there half the time? I, uh, Gotham U's got to be a pretty good school, based on what I can tell. They've touched base on this, too, I think, a few times in the comics and in the animated series. Didn't and they just make a school media? that took place in, like, a boarding school in Gotham? Like, there's a comic about that? A board. Oh, Gotham Academy. Gotham, Gotham, Gotham Academy. Academy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that, that's always the hottest thing. Just make a boarding school version of something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, Halloween Town High. Yeah, yeah, remember? Sure. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you had Halloween Town, had the success. They were really saying, oh, you know, Marnie's such a great witch. Disney Channel's uh, really <laughs> floating on that success. I like to imagine, like, it's like that boardroom meeting <laughs> where it's like, they're, they're trying to pitch, like, a new Ninja Gaiden game. And, like, so how can we make the kids interested in Ninja Gaiden again? Rio Hayabusa's going back to school. <laughs> they, go, they go to the they go to the flowchart and they go to the the world of ideas, the house of ideas, and they just say school, high school angst, school drama, baby. And everyone just gets up and simultaneously claps their hands. Says the guy who loves Persona. I'm gonna shoot in a high school drama. We call it Gaiden Academy. Uh, or now you know what Ninja Gaiden Academy. You guys can keep that. That idea is for free. But you know what? And the academy in the logo is the um, it's like a teacher's chalk, and it's spelled out academy in like red chalk <laughs> yeah, yeah. right below it. And it's a culinary school. Yeah, it, it's like uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, kind of in that red font, okay, but it's just yeah, yeah. academy. And Where you can like even like turn, on. you could turn the e around too to be playful, you know, inverse it a bit, like <laughs> a kid did it. Love that. Um, yeah, but they got an academy. That was the thing. But uh, who the hell wants to live in Gotham? That's what I don't understand. And I feel like they touch points upon this. You know, they always do this on, I think, the yeah. DC comics and the, the shows and the movies. But the movies specifly. Remember Dark Knight Rises, the last one. Bane takes over yeah. Gotham. Everybody revolts. He blows all the, up all the bridges. Who the fuck would want to go back after that? They're like, well, let's get back to our home in Gotham. We're not talking about just a simple, you know, terrorist attack where somebody I just sets actually... off some shootings and things. It, somebody actually took over the city and leveled it. A- after the WB Montreal game... I was playing a little bit, uh, cause I have it on P on the Steam version of 
uh, Arkham Origins, mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, it's the one I remember the least, mm-hmm. and it, like it's guilty in the sense of being probably the most forgettable of the Arkham games. Very true, but they're all still very good. They're all still good, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, the premise for that one, because it's, I guess, except for Night, the only one that takes place, like, it uses the Arkham City map, but just not, like, it's not Arkham City, it's just Gotham. They just use air and quotes. Their excuse for it being, uh, there being no one on the street besides criminals is that it's Christmas Eve, <laughs> And everyone's and tucked go, in at night. And I'm like, so 100% of Gotham's population is Christian and also very strictly has to be in bed on Christmas Eve. That's right. And also... All the criminals, though, are, you know, just a mix of Jewish, Muslim, atheists. It's like the purge where everything just stops and everyone just goes away and goes to do their own thing. It's so weird. And it you, like the story... Now I'm starting to remember why it was like the most forgettable one to me. It's so disjointed in like trying to tell a Joker origin story while also like slamming you with this uh, Black Mask hired seven assassins to kill Batman in one night plot, so to explain away the beat of, like, why did I just fight Killer Croc, and then all of a sudden Deadshot's, like, not so fast! And also, it, it reminds me of, um... You, you ever read The Long Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it's kind of like that, where Batman's just having a really long night on a holiday. And then Two-Face shows up? Yeah, well, I felt I felt like they looked at it, they looked at the success of a comic, and they just said, what if Batman did that, but it's Christmas Eve, and yeah. everyone's really pissed off, well, and the- Black Mass I mean, Long really Halloween technically tonight. takes over the course of like three or four months, right? No, it does. But I'm saying it's just called the Long Halloween, and just by title alone, yeah, they just say the you know, killing is on let's Halloween, put a, right? yeah, they just say let's put a spin on it for a little bit. Let's make it Christmas, and Black Mask is really pissed off at Santa because he had some childhood trauma where he just didn't get the gift that he wanted <laughs> he when he was younger. He didn't get his black mask removed for Christmas. So what better way to take his anger and childhood angst out than on Batman himself on Christmas Eve? That way, to your point, Killer Croc comes out and says something like, looks like you're going to get cold for Christmas, Batman, and then he just starts to fight him, and you're just thinking, this dialogue is extremely strange. And there's like a really fast beat fight with Deathstroke, where he's like, what are you? And I'm like, where did you even come from, dude? Looks like Christmas came early. And I just sit there, and I'm just is thinking, porno? what? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there wondering, you know, what uh, the fuck? I think Kevin Smith said, purportedly, that... Uh, that Bat- Robert Pattinson Batman movie is going to be an adaptation of The Long Halloween. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind. I think it might be a mistake solely because I think it's a great story, but the Nolan trilogy borrowed a lot of stuff. Specifically, like, yeah. the I Believe in Harvey Dent line yeah. is so synonymous with The Dark Knight, and that's directly lifted from The Long Halloween. I still like that, too, though. It's a good line. I yeah, like I, I mean, Believe in Harvey Dent. It it's closes a, out The Long Halloween, cl- though, like... Yeah. That's the last line of... I don't know. It really depends on how... You know, if they just take elements... If they take really light elements or subtle elements from the story... Hell, you know what? Even if they made Calendar Man the villain anyways, mm-hmm. I'd be pretty hyped. Just yeah, give me interesting. So, I'm not too adverse to having that happen. It's just, I imagine they'll change it in a way that fits a better narrative. Because I don't even think The Long Halloween will work too well and even in the as a cinematic story. Of, like, I think... The idea of because the main the main talking point they've been doing is they want to tell a really good detective story with Batman because that's never really been done on film. Yeah, and I would like it to take the element of the Long Halloween of being like this long form murder investigation. I'd be completely fine with that. I just don't think and even the elements of like Dent, Gordon, and Batman teaming up to try and put a stop to this. If they did something like that where they kind of coincided Black Mirror with Long Halloween and mm. just tried to make it. Even if they made their own villain, I'd be totally down with that, but 
I don't know. Whenever I was reading The Long Halloween, it just seemed more of a narrative piece. It, it was a big a part of it. killer croc in this well, version. Because it ended up being a big... The narration ma- made a big part of it. Yeah. Because um, as he was going through his day-to-day... Because it was very noir detective story. Right. Exactly. And I feel like if you apply a, a narration over that, I don't believe it translates very well to audiences. Mm. And I, I also don't think you'll get the the impact of the story itself if they just directly adapted it to a film. But that being said... If it did make a detective story, I'd really like Clayface. I'd really yeah. like the Riddler. But if they were ever to do Riddler, I would want them not to make him a murderous douchebag like they did in the comic books. Um, even, like in Arkham City, you know, he became like a serial killer. King, yeah, even do a more kingpinny version of the Penguin. I'd be totally fine with that. Um, or just make Clayface a villain where there's just a lot of different murders going on by acclaimed businessmen... Or movie stars. I think Black Mask translates well with that story as well. Totally. Um, Ewan McGregor is playing Black Mask in the Birds of Prey movie? I don't know what the hell to think of that movie at all. I actually think it'll just be bad, but hey, I've been proven wrong before. It confuses me. Everything I've seen for it. I think that the the insertion of Harley Quinn is the obvious selling point. Um, Which is like the opposite effect for me. I think it's so odd because they don't... I, I don't get it. Uh, say James Gunn is remaking Suicide Squad. And uh-huh. He's taking the elements of the capable actors who came from Suicide Squad and keeping them on, whereas others like Will Smith are just kind of going off and not coming back, which is okay. Um, I feel like Warner Brothers can't decide over how they want to ditch the elements that just were absolute trash. Yeah, how to DCU, write them off. And- like Jared Leto's Joker and all that. Yeah. I just think that they want to just trash all that crap. But at the same time, they still decide to keep the designs and just general characters from the before time. And be like, please forget. Like, they actually kept Harley Quinn's entire costume still down to the letter. Even the terrible rotten tattoo on her jaw, yeah. which I absolutely despise. I hate that so much. It's not good. Um, but, I mean, whatever. If you and McGregor crushes it, keep... This is my point, though. Keep what's good with it. But I feel like and with a lot of designs... Feel, eh, you've got to be willing to throw out the stuff that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, it, they kept Captain Boomerang and um, Rick Flag and a lot also, of them. And those totally words... totally change certain elements of that. Like, everything we've seen of... All the, the imagery I saw of Ewan McGregor as Roman Cyanosis did not involve a black mask yet. He was wearing the white suit. I'm sure it's going to be at the end. Yeah. And yeah. I hate... I, I actually don't like those types of stories a lot of the time. Origin I feel like Warner Brothers... don't tend to land well, especially, like, because what we're talking about is taking a really well-flushed-out villain and shoehorning his origin story into another story. Well, also, they released character posters, too, for a little bit of it, and I think they also released a trailer of it. Not the official, official trailer, but you got to see, like, Black Canary... It was like a and Huntress and all of them. Um, their costumes look ridiculous. And I, this is me talking about the Huntress costume... From the comics, which also Look, equally looks really fucking a different ridiculous. Brand of ridiculous. Yeah, but Black Canary. Let's just say, uh, I mean, they they really do have a problem with this whole realistic style of it all because Black Canary simply just has a leather jacket, fishnets, and um, what do they call those? I fuck. I'm thinking uh, of a the, corset. The, it's, is it a corset? It, it is a corset. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, I, I literally just typed in corset. Yeah. I, I typed in corset. There's, there's not a whole lot to the Black Canary costume. No, but at the same time, it just looks bleh. Mm. So, I don't know. But whatever. Anyways, WB Montreal released some teaser. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, if you're just joining us anyways, um, WB Montreal released some teaser uh, that hinted about the Court of Owls kind of story on Batman Day. 
that's a pretty cool deal because number one, if you've never read the Court of Owls, that was one of the comic arcs out of the New Fifty Two for and DC it's a Comics. Really great story that has never been adapted to anything outside of comics, except for like one of the animated films. I think Son of Batman animated Maybe, film yeah. has some Court of Owls stuff in it. Yeah, and um, the Court of Owls, just for general background, like making it the comics cast, is the it's pretty much just an underground organization that is quote unquote running Gotham, kind of like old a, money or an old uh, assassins. Think core. of it like the Freemasons, but for Gotham City, like a, a secret society of the wealthy. Yeah, and Batman doesn't even know about it, which is a pretty big fucking deal because he's supposed to be omniscient in Gotham City. Um, so the whole storyline deals with him uncovering this organization, and they slap him a few times around. And it, it's just an excellent story that it kind of fizzles out towards the end, but it, the lead up to it is some of my favorite parts of Batman well, comics. It's pretty damn good. Gotham did some Court of Owls stuff too. You, introducing that Gordon, yes, Gordon's father yes, was a member of the court or something like yeah, that. They kind of dipped their toes canon. in. Yeah, they dipped their toes in, mm-hmm. but. There's a rumor that there's... Well, not a rumor anymore, but it's pretty much confirmed that there's going to be a video game of some capacity to it. Probably uh, in the Arkhamverse. I would love that. Some people were saying that it would be called, um, like, Arkham Beyond or something, or Beyond Arkham. See, if you call... I forgot where I read Arkham that on Twitter. Beyond, I want it to be a Batman Beyond game. <laughs> well, that, that's what, that was the whole um, shtick. They would call it Arkham Beyond... Or Beyond Arkham, or just a Batman Beyond title, where Bruce Wayne from the Arkham series is older. Uh, and they discover the Court of Owls. So maybe instead of Bruce investigating it, it'd be Terry, Terry McGinnis, McGinnis. Which I would be totally down for that. Because you don't really Give me need a Bruce Neo Gotham Court of Owls story. And I, I can understand if some fans would say, you know, this is more of a Batman investigation story, which I'd be down with. But you know, I really don't think you need him for that. I, I think you could have Terry just investigating. I actually like Terry a lot too as a also, character. Like Bruce basically, if they're doing it right in my head, you still have a lot of involvement with Bruce having him in the sort of Oracle. Uh, ask position. Oh, I would love it. Um, but they hinted that, and Rich and I, as well as a lot of other people, were thinking, you know, it's so close to the state of play. Maybe we'll see something there, yeah. Maybe they'll tease it, and we got absolutely zilch, so we got fucked. <laughs> and nobody cares. Um, the state of play, though, happened... I want to talk about state of play for a moment. Yeah, you want to just get into that first, and, and then yeah, we'll and then go we back and talk about what we played? Yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, I mean, we get, The Last of Us 2 is the big thing, obviously. Yeah, of course. Beyond that, I thought it... Again, and you you texted me when it, when it was finished. Um, I was watching at work at my desk instead of doing my job. Um, what was that last word? And uh, it just kind of, they still feel like they're not quite getting the tone to me. They feel like Nintendo Directs with no soul. They And it's just one after another, too. Like It's, it's just, just trailer after fire, tra- trailer, 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 trailer. It feels like they're cutting an E3 presentation. And it shouldn't have that sort of cadence. It should feel more catered. Yeah, and it, it has a lot of... Tra- I really just really. don't get hyped from it all. Uh, even Last of Us 2, I can't attest to. I've never... I told you last time, I've never played Last of Last Us 1. I know it's fantastic. a mistake. I will play it before the year ends. And uh, you are going to get it for free with PlayStation Plus in October. Oh, well, I have it too. The Definitive Edition? The Remastered. Oh, well, I, yeah. I know. I, well, the my, PS4 version. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I don't have that. I don't think I have that. I think yeah, that's on. They they also threw, slipped that in there that that is on the uh, PlayStation Plus free games Very cool. uh, for October, which is cool for people who haven't played it because uh, we got the release date, which is uh, February. Yeah, yeah, that was the big thing. It's coming out February twentieth, twenty first, twenty first. Um, but we knew that that was going to be the big one. They were advertising the hell out of it. I think that was their main selling point to just say, hey, listen, you know, we watch the state of play. 
that was please, the focus. Yeah, please watch State of Play because nobody was gonna go ahead and do it, and uh, we have Last of Us too. So yeah, that got that got announced. I just don't think. I think there's something to be said about the importance of having, you know, kind of like an MC. Uh-huh. Or just somebody, yeah, to your point, catering to the audience, like, kind of giving us something a, more. A Shuhei Yoshida, a, a Sean Layden, somebody out there addressing you and being like, hey, we got some games to show off, which Nintendo nails, and it makes it feel like this more... It feels more like an experience, and you're watching a show rather than just this, here's a sizzle reel we cut together with some trailers. Well, it really wasn't even a problem until when it ended. It just ended. It, and the, it actually the legitimately this, just cut it. I believe did the same thing, which was weird. It, it was weird. I didn't even watch the first one. I, you know, kept up on the notes and the news that came from it, but I never actually watched it. I had no idea that they just cut it. It's and so I remember lifeless. I was at work just having it on the monitor, and they were talking about The Last of Us. Um, not, I, I'm sorry. They were not talking about anything because there's no talking for that. They showed The Last of Us, and then literally the stream just ended. It said stream's gone. And I thought yep. my computer broke for a second. Nope. I, I was telling you, I'm like, oh, my browser crashed or something, and I refreshed it. No, it was just over. Nope, it was just over. Um, and I thought that was a little weird. I, I feel like there's no hype that was really generated for me. And a lot of fans are okay with that. I've seen a lot of people say, you know, we, this is great because we just get the information that we need and we're done. But I just feel it's like effective. there's it nothing really stay there with for me. me in the way, like... I get hyped about a Nintendo Direct happening. Yeah, like uh, L.A. Noir. They re- they announced that the L.A. Noir VR case file was released um, last week. They announced Medieval, and um, there's a demo that's available until October 6th where you can get an I played that this morning. Item. Was it good? Uh, it's really short. It's like you get out of the graveyard and it's over. Um, that's sh- which so <laughs> you wake up in the gra- like, you wake up from so the graveyard. So it takes like 10 minutes. Um, really? It's really short. That's a short... That's, well, probably because the game's not that uh, Because they say, it's the first two areas, Sir Dan's Crypt and the Graveyard. Sir Dan's Crypt is not an area. It's the room with all the training manuals in it. It's like in uh, Breath of the Wild where you wake up in the shrine and you yeah, leave and they yes, say, that's like, the area. It's like they're counting that as the first area. That's your initial it area. It sure is medieval with a fresh coat of paint on it. Uh, I'm, well, I'm sure Medieval is not even that long of a game, too. So they probably do want. They're not, not going to give you like I a 10-hour demo. Like medieval was re-released, uh, was remade on the PSP. Uh, years ago as Medieval Resurrection. You know what game reminds me of uh, Any Bones? Uh, Def Jr. on the PSP. That's yeah, one I can, the launch titles. I see a little vibe. I, uh, um, no, not even the vibe. It's purely just because they're the skeletons. Bones. They're just bones. But Sir Dan is back. Yeah. Uh, Sir Daniel Fortescue has returned. Uh, the hero of Galamir uh, will need to prove that he's not a coward. <laughs> Says full time. Once again. Uh, do you know the setup? Do you, you play Medieval back in the day? I did not. Uh, yeah, the setup for it is probably one of my favorites Like in terms of Sir Dan as a character. You play as uh, Sir Daniel Fortescue, the great hero of Galamir, who years years and years ago drove off the evil wizard Zarok and saved the the the, the kingdom of Galamir. You're entombed in your little crypt, and Zarok comes back and he resurrects all the dead to make an army. So it inadvertently brings Sir Dan back, but it's quickly revealed to you that Sir Dan was not the one who drove off Zarok. He died in the first volley of arrows. <laughs> oh, so he's <laughs> and, just a big yeah, nerd. He's actually a coward. <laughs> Oh, um, snap. And so you need to go defeat Zarok and prove that you're worthy of being a hero. Oh, that's hilarious. So who defeated him? Uh, Do you find just, out a different I don't time? think they ever get into it. I guess it, it doesn't it's just even like, It doesn't even matter, but the whole point is, like, Sir Dan died in the first volley of arrows. Oh, that's hilarious. So it's just false history. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Record scratch. Probably wondering how I got into this situation. Um... That's pretty funny. And it's only 40 bucks too, yeah. the remaster, which is pretty damn good. And it looks really good. Like, the, the oh, visual stuff, it looks great. I checked the uh, the trailer. Um, It just looks great. And so, you get, uh, for beating that demo, you get Sir Dan's helmet in the full game. 
uh, which, which I think I don't, is just cosmetic. It might just be cosmetic. cosmetic. I, don't, I don't think they have any stat items in that. But it's just neat. Yeah. But um, yeah, ten minutes. Try it out. You can get it until October sixth. Uh, it's worth playing, or at least looking at. It's forty dollars. Can't really go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Death Stranding also released a limited edition PS4 bundle, which I'm actually surprised that I didn't think would happen. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Um, whenever these things come out, I often find myself going, I hope they just sell the controller separately. Everybody's making a P jokes because it was a uh, neon yellow. Yeah, it was not neon yellow. It was kind it of was a, like a was ato- I'm just gonna call anything atomic, atomic blank I whenever it's transparent. Atomic sharks. That yeah. sounds like a thing. <laughs> transparent. No, but uh, um, yeah, they come out like some P yellow controller. It's got Hideo Kojima's handprints on it. <laughs> His actual. <laughs> His actual handprints. That may, that may no, there's me. just like big black handprints on it. Like we've seen all that like other worldly stuff. Uh, I wish I could explain it better because I just don't know what's happening in that game. <laughs> but um, they announced other titles like Civ Six and some others that were coming out. Um, yeah, I think cool. uh, they just stopped. That was a, and then it just boring. ended. Uh, the last two was the big one. The La Noir, the VR cases. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on PSVR. Uh, I want another I wanna La Noir. La Noir was cool. I wonder if they ever are gonna make just another one but just not la i wonder if they'll do weird like gaming celebrity camp like dan Riker is in la noir well is he yeah he's one of the people you interview in one of the early cases no idea that's hilarious um well i was watching uh mad men at the time and i forgot that the main guy is the dude from john ham no 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 no. i think his name is ken something um ken levine (laughs) no no it's not him it's um damn it whatever we'll get back to it Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ken Cosgrove. Oh, okay. And I believe that's his character in Mad Men, the guy who plays Ken Cosgrove, who is Cosgrove. Don't worry, I'm going to find it. Ken Cosgrove is played by Aaron Staten. So there you go. Um, But yeah, it was really funny because actually there's a lot of people from Mad Men in that game, but um, I want another one. Just at NY Noir. They, they could do the same thing that they do with, say, like a Phoenix Wright game or any other... Just set it somewhere else. Crime thing. Yeah, just make the game different characters and just set it somewhere else. Toronto. I mean, Phoenix Wright keeps Noir. the cast. Yeah, Toronto Noir. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, Law and Order. There's 50 of them. 50 Law and Orders. LA Dick Noir. Wolf one day just said, we want more Law and Order. Special Victims Unit. Dick Wolf crashed into the the break room and he says, Wait, Law and Order exactly. is a huge hit. You know, it's really big uh, uh, crime, sex crimes. You know make what I'm just speed. finding out? They have Law and Order everywhere. <laughs> They have law and order everything. Uh, they have law and order across the globe, and they just say yes, <laughs> we can Dick. Make this a franchise. And they just say yes, Dick. I mean, that's that's humanity. That's civilization. <laughs> Except for Ice T, who's confused by it. He and goes, then they you're say, telling me they got law and order in Britain. And they just say, why? Well, why? Well, yes. We'll even blow well, your yeah, mind even more. There's also a fully functional du- judicial process <laughs> for all of it. There's a judicial system in all the countries. I don't know if you guys knew this. <laughs> um, but Last of Us 2, I it looks. I can't attest to this. I'm going to defer to your own knowledge yeah, here because uh, I thought the trailer just looked great. And I think that's all I can say about fantastic, it. Fantastic, and it kind of has me in the mindset that like this is going to be a tough one to beat out if like the narrative delivers in the way I think and hope it will. It'll be a tough one to beat out for like the game of the year in 2020. Yeah, and Naughty Dog. They're just naughty dog. They're just good. They're good at what they do. And they made Uncharted, and mm-hmm. then they just said, "Fuck it, we're gonna do it again." Last of Us is a game uh, that time permitting, which it won't. Uh, knowing what else is coming out, uh, I would love to get the chance to replay it before two. 
that won't happen unless I like take a week off from work. Note to self, take a week off from work. I mean, and, and Neil Druckmann, who's a VP of Naughty Dog, he primarily writes the game. Yeah. Um, it's probably gonna win a shit ton of awards. I think it's, it's gonna deliver. Um, oh yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. The the biggest thing that I ever saw with this, and I do know, at least know about this part, they are scrapping the multiplayer. Yeah, which. Uh, I'm glad, because shift your focus into the narrative, that's what's most important. It's a shame in the sense that a lot of people really like the multiplayer it was, in The Last of Us. It's called Factions. I didn't know... I saw only one brief snippet of this when my little brother played it all the long ago. What was it? It was basically like a we- I didn't play too much of it. Our friend Tom played a lot of it. Um, there was a lot of sneaking up behind people and stabbing them in the neck with scissors. What the hell is that? What was the purpose? Well, that's, uh, that's what was the whole game? To kill them. Did you join a faction? You were, like, scavenging, and I don't... Th- I think there might have been a faction you picked at the beginning, and, like, bigger points were going into the faction as a whole. Okay. But it was a deathmatch, essentially. But, like, you were scavenging for stuff, and it was a third-person cover shooter, but there was more than just the shooting, because, like, you could sneak up behind people and get, like, melee executions on them and stuff. Well, because I was thinking of um, Uncharted's multiplayer, because 4 had multiplayer. I think 3 did, too. I would say it's similar to that, but less fast-paced. Ah, it's a shame that that didn't really catch on. Mm-hmm. I played Uncharted a lot of really cool. Uncharted 4's multiplayer because it was really fun because 4 added that grappling hook and oh, there yes, were a yes, lot yes, of grapple points in the multiplayer maps and it was fucking fun. It just looked cool um, and it was very smooth. With, uh, with Nick, actually. Surprisingly, it was smooth, but um, yeah, Naughty Dog just came out and said, hey, we're not coming out with factions or multiplayer for Last of Us 2. Apparently, it got a lot of people's knickers in a twist. Uh, it's fine but if I mean, single player game, you know, with multiplayer. Primarily, yeah. yeah so. I don't know who was like, can't wait to ignore the story in The Last of Us Two and get dive right into that factions multiplayer. I mean, if it was fun, it's fun. And they even said that um, I believe they made an allusion saying that they're not going to dismiss the multiplayer, but, but it, it would be its own thing. I bet it, you it'll be like a downloadable title later. That's just it. I mean, even if it's like they put it out for free and it's just an update. Yeah, but no, I mean, who, who cares? It's going to be a great game. Um, cool. Coolie. Tell me what you've been playing. Give it to me. Uh oh. Give me. I'll give it to you. Oh, I don't even remember, I, so I gotta, I, I gotta I, go back I, to the top. I beg your part. I beg your uh, part. I played uh from my Apple Arcade selection. I'm playing a lot of Pinball Wizard. Uh I've almost beaten it. This game, I hope it comes to Switch eventually. How didn't they get sued? It's really fun. Uh I don't it's know. Pinball Wizard. Yeah, I have no idea how they didn't get sued. Um I'm calling the hoop. I'm sorry. But the, the premise of the game is you are a literal wizard who acts as the pinball. Um, what? You're, you're working your way up a tower. Each floor of the tower is essentially a different pinball table uh, with bumpers at the bottom. You get skills from leveling up, from getting XP. Basically, the main idea of it is every floor is its own pinball table. So you're bouncing around. There's, like, barrels you can bounce off of that act as the bumpers. And there are enemies moving around on the floor. When you collide with the enemies, you do damage to them. One of the enemies on the floor is going to drop a key. When you get the key, the door opens, and then you can knock the wizard through the door to get to the next floor. So, is there, like, a backstory for this? Uh, no. Not that what? I could see. But, uh... This is the kind of... this is It's really good. These are the kind of games that could really do, maybe, with a quick 10-second... Nah, don't need it. You know, just montage slideshow of, hey, this is my tower, enemies came. Why did he optionally change into a pinball? He, he doesn't. Like, it's not like he takes on the form of a ball. So what's he doing? He's literally running around, but his physics behave like a what? ball. So it's just him? Yeah. Physically? Yeah. I'll have to show you some screenshots before you... And this is his tower? Yeah. I, I don't know. He's trying to get to the top of the tower. I'm almost done with it. I'm on... Maybe you'll get the story after. Maybe. Uh, but you as you, you level up, because you get XP, it's a rogue light, 
like you're doing runs. Can you imagine this guy um, just getting paddled with the things into enemies by force, going at velocities of hundreds of miles an hour, well, screaming gets, at the top of his lungs? It gets lungs. a lot more complicated, because I'm almost done, like I was saying. Like, the tower, I can see that I'm almost at the top, because as you excel, like I said, it's a, it has runs, it's a roguelite. As you get to certain floors, um, it'll give you new entrances. So, like, where I'm at now, I could start from the 11th floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you level up and unlock new abilities, like... Uh, I have one ability that lets me, like, freeze time and dash in a direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one that lets me... I'm basically holding a little magical orb, and I can throw it, and it acts as a second ball. Mm-hmm. So it's a way to, like, get a multi-ball going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you collect treasure, uh, which I still don't know what the purpose of is. Uh, I think So is he curled up in a ball? No. He's it's just, just him. running. I'm looking this up. But give me a second. his physics behave like a ball. Nope. Give me a second. I can't... can't. <laughs> Oh, wow, I typed in Pinball Wizard. What comes up? The Who. Ooh, yeah, they're a band. This guy should be ashamed of Tommy's themselves. a good album. Pinball Wizard, let's see. He, yeah. Yeah, he He's actually not... just the wizard. Yeah, he's just a wizard. Interesting. Uh, okay. Again, yeah, no, though, Apple Arcade, five bucks a month. There's some really cool stuff in there. Uh, this has been sort of eating up a lot of my time on there, mostly because it's one of those games that, like, auto-pauses when you lock your phone. So I've just been, you know, playing like a few minutes here How and there and put it down. Like, it's it's really good. Uh, Another good Apple Arcade offering. How hold the phone uh, horizontally, just right tap, left tap for each bumper. And then the abilities are tied to, like, hotkeys on the side that you can press to use. And you're having a good time. I'm really liking it. That's all that matters. What about a Frogger? Can you tell me about that? That sucks. We talked about that, I think. Can you just... Can it's you bad. Me, can you tell me a little more about that? Did you know Konami makes video games? I thought they only made pachinkos. Um, they also make health clubs. What? Konami has uh, health clubs in Japan. A health club? Like, yeah, they have a very successful health club franchise. You didn't know about this? Like, just to exercise? Like, yeah, like gyms and saunas and stuff like that. By Konami? Yeah. Do they they play... No, like... Do they play Konami music in there? The company has their... Do they have theme gyms? Their hands in a lot of pots. Is that a thing people say? I was going to say hands in different cookie jars. It's kind of the same thing. But I feel like that's more... I don't know. They got hands in a lot of pockets. There you go. Uh, Japanese companies tend to be more like that, more multifaceted. They just have, they're just business tycoons, and they yeah. just own everything. Mm-hmm. Like oh, Disney here. Konami oil rigs. Konami. Konami um, napkin distributors. Ketchup bottles. Konami. I don't know why. Why don't I go to that? Konami toothpicks. Konami. Konami suitcases. <laughs> Let me just whip open my... Is that a Konami? Me, Mike, this is my Konami brand microphone Is stand. that a Konami suitcase? Konami brand Konamis. Konami shoe... Well, shoes aren't really too weird. Yeah, whatever. Well, that's pretty interesting, though. Uh, I'll have to check out Pinball Wizard. I'm probably going to watch a few videos because I don't know what the fuck is going on there. But it's, it's pretty cool. I'll, I'll show it to you before you leave. It's on, on, my, my, it's on my phone. On my mobile front, I actually have a game that I've been playing, and I realized that on the way here. So, I remember a few episodes ago, we were like... We're talking about high res studios. Yeah. Oh, you sound upset. <laughs> you sound pretty upset. Um, I'm fine, I guess. What's wrong? What was, what was the context? For uh, that was their their game that I can't remember the name of. Not Paladins, was no, it? No, no, no. The one they announced in that Nintendo Direct. Oh, I. The one uh, that of course. remember we decided it looks like the video game that a studio makes for the TV show when they need a fake video game. Of course. Um. Yes, Smite. <laughs> that game. Was it Smite? No, it was a new game. Uh, of course. It was, um, nah, don't worry, I got it open here. I believe you. It was Realm Royale. No. Of course, it was Paladins. No. 
Oh, well, anyways, I played <laughs> I played a game. and <laughs> Yeah, tell me about the game you played. It was Smite. <laughs> it was Smite. <laughs> you fucking idiots. It was Smite. <laughs> um, Hi-Rez came out with a mobile game called Smite Blitz, and it was actually a few days ago. And they took the Smite theme of gods and goddesses and the pantheons, uh, and they made a gotcha type game with it. Of course they did. It's very good. And really? And, okay, I bet you didn't expect that. I look at mobile games very differently now, as somebody who plays Apple Arcade. Okay, I understand you're in an upper <laughs> echelon now. Yeah, I'm sort of part of the elite. Give me give me a fucking break. Come in with the uh, the black Jobs turtleneck. Yeah. You just say, yeah, you know, I'm a little above that now. <laughs> I ordered it, it's on the way. I'm above your gotcha games. Um, No, speaking of... In ter- I don't play a lot of mobile games. Uh, my younger brother always berates me for it because... He says, you know, you know, you don't talk about games here. You don't talk about the real games on your mobile phones. Evan, every time I see Evan, he's always asking me about fucking mobile games. Well, because that's all he, I mean, quite frankly, he plays his Switch and then mobile games and then PC and a bunch of other, but mobile games is kind of his jam. He plays like Fire Emblem Heroes and all that good stuff. But um, Smite Blitz, he was telling me about, and he said, did you download this? And I said, nah. So I looked at it and it's a pretty good game. It's a pretty well-made app. I gotta say, I, I've been uh-huh. playing it all weekend I I haven't really ever played games like that all Listen, weekend. Man, I'll tell you. <laughs> Potato skins? That's a well-made no, ass. Stop, stop, stop. Because you know in gotcha games, you got like different tiers of heroes. What are you like? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you freaking out for? Why are you freaking out? <laughs> I thought that potato skins joke. I was, so I don't talk about mo- I was so proud of myself. You, you want your answer for why you don't talk about mobile? Yeah, go this. ahead. You can talk about Pinball Wizard. I mentioned one breath of gotcha and your head turns 360. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Hi-Rez made a game. Um, it's actually a well-made app. And you know how in gotcha... I, I always get a little bit intimidated by gotcha games because you know mm-hmm. what? To me, their money sinks and... Yeah, well, that's the idea. Yeah. But they're not, you're not their target. It's the 1% that's going to dump like $30 a day into it. Yeah. Thereafter. And they always have a lot. It's not even that too. They always have a lot going on. They have a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of levels. There's multiple currencies. And- multiple currencies, items, checkpoints, uh, levels of tiers, heroes, uh, dailies, quests, uh, world ball, just a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy Bravest Exeus has it. Um, Smite's got it. Fire Emblem Heroes has it. Almost every game has it now because that's mm-hmm. mobile. That's the mobile game and that's where the money is for Ariana Grande. What? Fantasy <laughs> Brave. Oh right, no, yeah, they actually Katy Perry in there too. You're not yeah. lying. Yeah, for those who didn't know, Final Fantasy's mobile games, they just have pop stars sometimes as unlockable characters. Very odd. Um, and they're always in like weird like BDSM gear. <laughs> we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that here. Rihanna is coming in the next patch. I'm just. <laughs> That's a weird note. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's just in the updates at E3. Ariana Grande is going to be a boss in well, Final Fantasy XIV. Do you remember at E3 uh, when Sony, uh, Square Enix was doing their uh, their thing? They actually advertised the mobile Yeah, games. yeah. That's kind of weird. But, they're um, successful, those games, so they, it's not they're surprising. They're highly successful, but with Smite Blitz, it's just Smite's game, and the whole, the whole purpose of it is that um, it's kind of a wave-based game. You have a team of your gods and goddesses that you pick out of, you know, a certain grouping that you unlock. Um, and you just go through a story or an adventure mode and you go through each stage, earn a bunch of stars, of course, and you just fight waves of enemies and you see if you make it towards the end and you just try to do it as fast as possible with your strongest people. Um, bada bing, bada boom, a lot of fucking currencies, a lot of things to do with it. I'm a little overwhelmed by it all, but it's a simple game and I kind of dig it because it's not hard. 
Um, it's kind of just my speed. To be said for like the simplicity of games like that, where it's like it can just absorb you enough to kind of keep you going. And yeah, and I feel like I don't need to really. I mean, yes, they have advertisements already to say, "Hey, pay me a dollar, and we'll give you Poseidon." You want Poseidon, don't you? You, you love know Poseidon? Poseidon, don't you, dear? Yeah, they say you know like you like Poseidon, I don't, know what that noise don't you? Is. <laughs> it's uh, it's high res. Uh, <laughs> they say you like Poseidon, don't you? Please. Um, you like Ganesh? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna recommend it if you even like mobile games. I know that's not really my I'm style. Give it five bags of popcorn. Well, I didn't write it here either. None of us did. Mario Kart came out. I was gonna actually talk about that next because most I downloaded game. It sucks. I think of all time. It I'm not sucks. actually sure about that. The no, most downloaded app in like uh, oh, maybe in 24 be. hours. They they did like they do like you know they like films say uh, number one movie in America because mm. they have no other possible regulation to check that. This one apparently Mario Kart release world tour. Um, I can tell you it's offended me already. It's it's pretty bad. It, I don't like it oh, at all. Okay, here's the thing I hate about it most, and it's gonna sound again like elitist. It this game doesn't work in a post Apple Arcade world, be, simply because you've seen that that buy in tier, right? Yes. They want a five ninety nine subscription a month. What was to, it for? Uh, to unlock the highest level CC. Two hundred. Was it two hundred? Yeah, two hundred CC, and I don't know what else comes with that. But in a world where, like, Apple Arcade exists and it's $5 a month and you're getting a catered list of, like, these full game experiences on your phone, I don't understand how they think that's going to work. But, Rich, it's Mario Kart. You know, with the Mario. But I got a real Mario Kart on my Switch. But, Rich. Where they don't pay me, like, weird fake currencies. They don't expect weird fake currencies for me to be Waluigi. What if I don't own a Switch? You should go out and buy one. They have this thing called the Switch Lite now. It's really affordable. It's like 200 bucks. You're clearly not getting the demographic here, but that's okay. Um, yeah, but World Tour released, and I downloaded Oh, Well, not true. My older brother downloaded it first. We were on the train, and because um, he, pre- he pre-ordered, you know, pre-ordered it, yeah. and he could preload it. I pre- did that with Dr. Mario. Yeah, you could preload it. Um, and the second, the, the basic way that you steer with the controls, the second I saw those, I looked at it and I said, well, this is definitely not going to be a game that I'm I also play. didn't expect it to be, uh, like, held vertically like that. Yeah, I, I honestly thought I it was going to be a horizontal be in portrait game. portrait mode, yeah. Um, but isn't portrait mode vertical? Landscape's horizontal? Who the fuck knows? What, what do you mean? What do you mean? Or maybe I'm wrong. What are you, what are you okay, I'm sorry. I made right a mistake, you know? What are you doing right now? Oh, sorry, I'm human. You caught me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, my brain clicks and it's like, all right, get really offended. <laughs> Time to get really offended and defend and die on this hill. Uh, but the steering controls is you drag your finger left and right, mm-hmm. and you could also manipulate it in a way where you can um, drift, get the drift boost. That seems like the main way to like keep going. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan <laughs> of it. Uh, but you know, Evan's girlfriend actually played it a lot this weekend, uh-huh. and she was saying, no, you know, you just gotta get used to it a bit. I'm sure there's something to it. I just think that the um the payment options are pretty gross. I think you can pay twenty dollars for everything. Is it or just some, twenty? Like, I don't know how. To, I didn't dig too. When I saw like, just the, pay the, the, the subscription service part, I was like. Psh. I wish that they did something like Mario Go or whatever the hell that title was. You just pay money and you're Mario done. Mario Run? Yeah, you just pay and you're done. Yeah, I, I did that. I'm actually one of... That's, that's one of the most it, popular like things if, that I love about those kinds of games. If anyways. they did like a marker where it was like, here, 10 bucks, and you got the 200 TC, and you got all the characters or any future characters, something like that, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like Smite as a MOBA at the time... Smite yeah, the God that. Pack was one of the yeah. best deals. Listen, Iris, I'm going to go in your corner for a second. That God Pack that you released at the time where you could just pay like $30 and you got everything because it was in beta, that was a good you? deal. 
No, that was a good deal. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, no, it was a great deal. We're talking about if you're playing Smite now. That was, we, we played it maybe four years ago. Yeah, if you play I it now, if I logged in you would still game, have everything I would have everything that's coming. out. That's what I mean. You have there everything There would be, like, a ton of new gods I'd never touched. Exactly. Have them. And they got rid of that, I believe. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. I didn't think in Paladins they have something like that. But the point is, I don't yeah, think they, they did, did that for Mario Kart. Equivalent in Paladins. They didn't do that for Mario Kart. No. They have subscriptions. That's gross. Should have called it the Toad They don't even have multiplayer mode. When they release, it's coming. It's Mario Kart. What are you talking about? They, there should be a multiplayer. It's Mario. Well, that's Kart. what I'm saying. I yeah. thought I thought you were reversing me for a second because that's what I did earlier. I'm like, it's Mario and I Kart. Said Aaron. No Why would there be a multiplayer? I was about to flip out, but no, I don't like I don't like being made a fool. Um, no, it's an okay app. I don't really like it. I will say this: it looks great. It looks great. It actually has great graphics. It's just not for me. Um, you can get good racers. Like apparently, there's tiers of racers. Yeah. Donkey Kong is not like S tier. Fuck it. Fuck it. He's D tier, baby. I, whoa. I actually didn't even consider that. Imagine he's actually D tier and it's like four stars. Um, <laughs> that that ends my mobile game little review. But yeah, if you want, if you're into the gotcha, you can buy Smite Blitz. If you're into masochist masochism, uh, you can get Mario Kart World Tour. Thanks for stopping by the number one Apple Arcade podcast. It it does look good. I will say that though. So whatever. But yeah, I mean. I keep hearing more and more about Apple Arcade just being whatever. Google announced an Apple Arcade-like service. Yeah, that was the news. That was the thing you were thinking of. I would no. That, well, that was earlier today. I'm sorry. I was. Thinking, I forget, there's something yeah. with Apple Arcade that I forgot. Google announced their own play services eventually. Yeah, yeah. It's not out. We have no details, but that's why I didn't put it in the news. And general consensus is obviously well, okay. There's, you know, whatever. Because you know what it is? They probably don't have a cemented plan. They probably saw Apple Arcade and were like, we need to do something like that. Which which, which makes sense. sense. And it makes sense to go out in front and be like, hey, we're working on something like that. Yeah. Just give um, us some time. The only potential I could see for that is they can, just like Androids do, open the floodgates and just allow any devs to just upload their shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would think would probably well, be. Well, we can see what happens with that. That's kind of a catch-22, though, because you know what? You can get a lot of shovelware. Like Steam Greenlight, frankly... Ruined that opened the floodgates, yeah. and Switch having shovelware honestly ruined the, the Switch market, too. Uh, kind of it would be better if the Switch store is so hard to search. It's so... I know. It, it, and But Steam... I don't know. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, um, Astral Chain. Yeah, I'm deep into Astral Chain. Uh, I really like it. I, I see why you were singing its praises. Um, it sort of... <laughs> strikes me in a weird way of like bridging like anime it's almost like jojo's bizarre adventure meets like fire force i think you might have evangelion yeah like there's definitely some eva stuff in there um i have all of the uh legions they're called the your your astral chain monsters except for the last one max's yeah yeah the legion but that seems like it's going to be a big plot point getting that um and I am pretty deep into the story. I was telling you before we started the show, there was one encounter I had that really bothered me because mm. uh, I got up to the fight with the Beast Legion, which you said even for me, you're like, yeah, that fight sucks. And it I does. agree. It does. Uh, I had no medical supplies going into it, so I got my shit rocked and I ended up trying to turn the difficulty down because I was on hard or ultimate or whatever the hell it is they call it. Who can remember? And uh, they gave me no warning. I had to start the entire chapter over. And it was like 9 o'clock at night, and I just put my Switch in my dock and went to sleep. I'm going to bed. Yeah. It just, like, I'm pat, I'm pat over that hump now, but it was one of those things, like, I'm playing this for an hour and a half, two hours, and you now you want me to go back? Like, fuck you. I, that is... I hate it when games don't respect my time. When I... Years ago, that would have been 
a deal breaker for me. Back in the days, I thought back in the days, literally maybe like four years ago, I was playing uh, Final Fantasy VI. Actually, no, this was maybe like eight years ago. I was playing Final Fantasy VI, and um, it was a ROM. Shoot me. And you are under arrest. I genuinely don't think I had any means to play it, so I, whatever. I play, yeah, I play. And that makes your crimes. Well, you okay? You dumped the you dumped the ROM from the cart yourself, right? Yeah. Well, Nintendo just sued ROM Paradise, I think it's called, yeah. or whatever it is, for the the ROM um, site for millions. So they, could, was, I guess, they're gonna sue. It me was the me. one I used. I mean, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> so I, mean, I mean, no, I don't. I dumped the carts myself. But the game reset on me is my point. Yeah. And. If that ever happens to me sometimes, I'll just drop it. I'll, I'll literally drop the game. I I'll just was invested it. enough at this point. Like, the story had grabbed me. I'm like, I want to see this through to the end. These days, yeah. I'll, I'll kind of just I'll go back. Dragon Quest is sitting here on my desk. It's so, so good. I, I know it's good because I, so, I started it so on PS4. Good. I have it on PS4. Oh, and I, see, I started so you just it. never played it. Well, no, no. I played the first few hours. And then they announced this, and we're like, and they're adding a ton of new stuff that's only going to be on the Switch version. And I was like, I threw it out the window. I was like, well, we don't need this garbage it's anymore. St- it's still out back. I saw it. Raccoons um, have made a home in there. Yeah, no, they live there now. It belongs to them. Um, uh, that new Switch smell. But, I'm excited yeah, to get to it. there, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting game, because you know what? When I started it, I was even texting you. I got maybe through the first three to four chapters, and I was even saying, listen, game of the year. This yeah. is so much fun. Um, I'm in chapter seven right now, out of, I think, 11. Yeah, not to demoralize you at all. Um, it's just, to me, the story got a little wah. The story started off really good, and then it started getting a little bit a little bit much, and then it kind of dwindles a lot A lot of proper bit. nouns. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of reading material. Um, and some, oh, big, big scary, like, oh, maybe the, the super government you work for isn't the best people in the world. Go figure. I swear to God, there is nothing more infuriating than starting a game and you right out the gate learn that the people that you're working with or that you look up to or trust. I know it's a te- it, it's a terrible trope. It infuriates it's me. It's a crux of, for storytelling. Like, you get to a point in the beginning... That you see a scene where somebody is literally the bad guy, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, "Oh shit, that's the bad guy." And then they say, "Let's just go to our trusted friend." And then the camera pans, and it's the bad guy. I was listening to, and I actually think it's funny to talk about like weird notes from people on stories and what helps people with stories. You know, like the typical story thing where it's like you're working for some sort of agency, and the big twist is it ends up they were being bad and they were working with the bad guy all along. I like um, that. Yeah, but like. Uh, Dan Harmon's podcast. He had Neil Drummond, the uh, I think I'm getting his name correct, the one of the the lead writers on RoboCop back in the day on, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how that twist in RoboCop um, is actually uh, was a note from an executive, and Dan was just like, he's like, I mean, it helps the story, but I find it funny to like that like some Sony exec was just like, I think it would be helpful if the bad guys were cousins. Is it Neil Blomkamp? It's not Blomkamp. Huh. Uh. If they were cousins. Exactly. But that's why. You're just yeah. watching it, and you know it's... It's almost like you know it's going to unfold before your eyes. Yeah. And then when it finally does, you just sit there. And you, and almost, you, just... you almost have a sigh of relief for a moment, but you're still just disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as you watch the characters progressively trying to discover sometimes that they're not the greatest people. But as long as we're talking about the people who suck in the story of Astral Chain... Yes. Can we talk about the story's real hero, Marie? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I, Marie, I think I texted you about this when I got into a certain side mission. The fact that you can't wife up Marie... Yeah, you should be able a to testament. romance the hell out of Marie. Actually, I was going to say it's a testament to how Marie does not stand for such bullshit. Well, that's true. She's not about it. She's not She's not just some object to be waifu. She is a but strong, you still want a lappy her. mascot, and 
I I loved her character. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, she was just pure fun. People who haven't played Maria's character uh, in the police department in uh, in Neuron, the agency you work for in Natural Chain. Nerve, basically Nerve. Uh, who she parades around as the police department's mascot, Lappy, this big dog, and she does it like to keep everyone's spirits up, and everyone blatantly knows that she's Lappy, like, but they just kind of like roll their eyes and go with it for her sake. Like, you do a whole mission where you're dressed as Lappy, and you need to, like, help her raise people's spirits. And, like, you go up to them like, hey, Marie, I mean, uh, Lappy. <laughs> and you also put on a southern accent, almost. Oh, yeah, um, the, um, like, she, I was helping that kid at the hospital. She always goes, how are you, like, partner? We're friends, partner. It, it's hilarious. Um, no, she is the best character. But, yeah, there's a lot of shitty characters in that, too. Um, yeah. not in a bad way. I mean, like, actually bad people. There's some anime tropey. I think Jin is the most anime. Like, I have to get stronger. Oh, there. And he has glasses, too. Yeah. Oh, they they trope the hell out I of I unlocked this game. Marie's glasses as a cosmetic item. And so I've been wearing them. And she, I think she comments on them, too. She's yeah. Like, looking stylish. Um, a lot of stuff to do, though, in that game. Very cool. Colonel Sanders. I actually played a little bit of it. What did you think of it? I think it was a really long ad. Uh, I played it on stream if anyone stopped in. Uh, I played it all the way through. Uh, it is a really long advertisement. Beat it in about an hour. It, it's funny for what it was. I'd be uh, lying if I said I didn't want KFC after. And yeah, no, I actually looked at myself for a split second and I said, wow, advertising's scary. There's some like, psychology freak. It really is. It's an hour long ad, but it does what it's doing in a funny way at the very least. Like, there's some weird, like, anime character tropes in there's uh like van van the man man who's basically a jojo's character tied into a school bully and professor dog who's uh, just a corgi. sprinkles and or professor dog yeah no i i think it's just funny how kfc the, actually the, pressure, the sentient pressure cooker yeah, yeah i love how kfc just advocated for it and they yeah. stood behind it that was pretty cool of them even if it is an advertisement who cares the it's colonel, still an anime dating sim the colonel tells you about his dreams and you uh you sort of, like, you, you show him your mashed potato recipe. Yeah, there's a lot of weird euphemisms in there. <laughs> there's some weird... You spend the night at the Colonel's. It's it's a weird yeah, game. you show him some quote-unquote mashed potato recipe. Um, did you... Nobody knows what the hell's going Did you spare the on. spork monster? Uh, yes, I did. He, uh, he helps you. I, I think it was just... I think it was in the spirit of the visual novel. I think so. Always it just help shows up, and they're like, there's this dark magic book. I think it's just in the spirit of good old anime sometimes. I do enjoy that the sexy Colonel Sanders comes to school on a horse every morning. Yeah, ju just because. Yeah. Just because. And they keep commenting on how it's been such a long semester, but while acknowledging that the semester is only three days long. Wow, what a long semester. And that's all it takes to become an ace finger-licking chef. And then there's a dance at the end. I actually wonder if this is one of the training sims for new employees. Well, Maybe they, the training lasts for thing. three days. Remember when that happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe the training in KFC lasts for three days, so you play this dating sim because that's the quote-unquote semester, and if you master it, you become a chef. And if you... If the colonel trusts you enough, he tells you what his secret ingredient is, but it's just blocked out in all the text. That's like the Bush's Baked Beans commercial so with the freaking dog dumb. with the golden retriever. Where he says, oh, the, the see, where the dog's always trying to sell the secret ingredient, but he never can. I, I do enjoy, like, the entry to the classroom where they're like, and this is Sprinkles, uh, you're <laughs> the headmaster and your culinary teacher who is a dog. And he, like, he comments at one he's like, in. I spent the morning uh, chasing a car, so my stubby legs are quite tired. Meanwhile, the colonel rides in on a horse. The whole game is all over the place. Script-wise, it's, uh, script it's a mess, but it's hilarious. Uh, I set my best friend up with the pressure cooker. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. You can at one point. like Basically, everybody's pairing off, and if you pair off with the colonel for a project, you have to decide for her who her partner is going to be. Oh, okay. I didn't, and I I, I, I didn't know that's what you meant. With the sentient pressure cooker, who Sen she then went on a date with. 
That's what I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I didn't know. I for a moment I was gonna say I thought that you were going to imply that they got together and they did. Yeah, no, they they do. She gets together with the sentient pressure cooker. I don't even think KFC realizes what was going or on. Or that you, you can hook her up with that little weird guy Pop. Oh yeah, that's what I did. Oh, you hook, yeah, I sent her off with Clank. Yeah, no, I hooked her up with Pop. Oh, when you beat that it, seemed like the you're logical probably choice. Probably not gonna get. I want to know what Pop's end game is because I have some revelations about Clank and who he is. A revelation. Which, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it, but I'll tell you after the show. You, you can absolutely please spoil me right spoil now. Spoil it right I'm not, here on the I'm not even kidding. Okay, so skip ahead a few minutes if you don't want spoilers for, for I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger looking good. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna skip. Uh, Nobody cares. So, okay, about halfway through the cooking challenge on the third day, Clank suddenly starts speaking in perfect English, and even some of the characters are like, when did Clank start speaking English? Uh, he breaks up with your friend, like they have a falling out, but then at the dance, he comes back uh, to tell her the truth that he's an alien from another planet who was sent here to. Uh, learn our ways and he wants he but he's in love with her and he wants her to come back to his home planet with him and she says no you think the ceo of kfc vetted this i hope so who's who's the ceo of kfc ceo of kfc is roger eaton you think roger eaton he actually has e in his last name roger eaton actually has eaton his last name ceo of yum brands eaton Yum Brands also owns Taco Bell. This is like Doug Bowser, too. The credentials don't even matter anymore. They just got hire based name. on name. Eaton. Um, yeah, you also get a revelation about Pop, which might be similar to uh, about why Pop's in the culinary school. It's because his father is the dean. Listen, Colonel Sanders died in the 80s. Yeah, Harlan Sanders. What do you think he would... He would, uh, I don't know. We're so far separated from like the man that was Harlan Sanders into like this weird media icon. At this I wonder point. if he retained his like early 1900 racism. Also, in Colonel Sanders, when hates. you go to Colonel Sanders' house, there's like pictures of him as old man Harlan Sanders on the wall. I wonder if he was a culturally accepting man because if he saw himself as a husbando. I, I don't know how he. Something react. tells me. I feel like he'd be humble. Something tells me that Seems a man really that dressed nice the way he does. And owned a fried chicken empire would not be. I was gonna listen, not to shame him. Yeah, you're kind of right. There's a reason why I kind of a meme started of this kind of look, this yeah. southern white suit. Oh, that girl. being said, Colonel, I'm in your corner. I think you were a good guy. You seem like a pretty good guy to me. Um, that was the Colonel game. I've been playing. Oh, and this is free, by the way, on Steam. There, there's quite literally no reason not to at least Takes look at it for a moment. An hour to beat. Well, actually, there's a lot of reasons why you, you shouldn't look at it, but you know I what think I mean. it's funny. There's a lot of Colonel Sanders stuff. Oh, oh, I was just kindly reminded because I was looking up Colonel Sanders. I forgot the point where Reba dressed up as Colonel so Sanders. So many people have. Norm MacDonald was Colonel Sanders. Yeah, this is Reba. Um, yeah, it's weird in its own... I don't want to talk about Colonel Sanders anymore. Oh, wait. Uh, Sam, um, the guy who plays Samwise, I forgot his name, Sean. Sean Astin. Uh, Sean Astin, yeah. He is now Colonel. Sure. No, he is. No, no, I believe you. Because remember, they were doing that commercial campaign for a long time of like everyone's a Colonel and it's like everybody doing their own take on the Colonel. I. They have to be paying you some like. Oh, fuck. I texted money. you about this. In 2011 or 2012, Dan Reichert was almost the spokesperson for the KFC Double Down Sandwich. Yeah, you did. You told but me that. GameStop, uh, GameSpot, uh, Game Informer. I sorry, I messed that up six times in a row. Uh, he was working Game Informer at the time, and Andy McNamara said no. What a what a what a, what a lost cause, lost opportunity. Um, That'd been weird. I've been playing. I have been playing Dragon Quest. Tell me 
about it. Um, I know there's you, not too much to say. But. I didn't think so. Probably nothing. I don't know. What I'm curious about is uh, if you've noticed anything that you think might be the new stuff. Because I know there's like character specific quests and stuff now. Uh, I forgot my opener for the podcast. I was oh, gonna well, say welcome to the Gecko Gamescast episode 18s definitive edition. Oh, that would have been Echoes of I, I had Gecko. a bit. I totally forgot too. That was gonna be like. Because we're recording later than normal, so I was going to be like, welcome to the Gecko Gamescast After Hours. Can you name the episode Echoes of an Elusive Gecko? Yeah. I just feel like the more that the more that we just go... I haven't come up with a good thing, so... <laughs> I feel like the more episodes we have, the more creatively bankrupt we'll become. I get really proud when I think of, like, a really good name for the I like episode. Ballad of the Wind Gecko. Yeah, thanks. You know, okay, you don't need to think of Echoes of an Elusive... No, no, make it that. that that'll be Unless my Unless we come up with something way better. We won't. We won't. <laughs> we won't. Um, so yeah, if you got no big notes on that, I guess. How's it? it how's it run? What's, it's, a, what's it, the frame rate like? It runs pretty well. Um, I haven't noticed any frame dips. I will say when you expand it on the dock and you kind of up the resolution a bit on a bigger TV. I think I was playing on a sixty inch at home. It didn't look the best. It definitely looks better on a PlayStation Four. It's funny. That's a no brainer. Well, yeah. Uh, it's funny to note that. I, how's the two D mode? Actually, that's the thing I was most curious really about. Cool. How, really cool. Really cool. How easy is it to swap in and out? Okay, so this is the weird thing. I think they're two separate games. Oh, I don't like that. I believe they're two separate games because I also had an astral train moment like you did, where you go to the church and you say switch to two D or three D. It says swap seamlessly between a fully rendered three D. I didn't and a get there. I did not get there yet though because okay. I read that in the beginning. And I said, great, where is that? And I go to the church, and the church says, hey, save or switch to 3D. Because I started out in 2D. 2D uh, was really cool, by the way. I yeah. was freaking out. I because was thinking, wow, I could just switch to 3D. The, the main thing, and the reason I bring up why the swapping is so important is, I don't know if you knew this, um, in the Japanese release, mm -hmm. they had a bundle that was the PS4 version with the 3DS version. Yes, yes, um, Because the whole point was it used old-style code saving, on top of the normal saving, so mm -hmm. you could jump between versions, because the whole idea was there might be, um, and I assume this it remains present here, go into a town, right? Mm -hmm. And there might be like a treasure chest you can see in an attic in the top of a building in mm -hmm. 2D mode, but you can only get there in 3D mode. Yes, and I've experienced that so far. Um, but I wasn't, in terms of switching seamlessly, mm -hmm. maybe I haven't figured it out, because I went to the church after the beginning portion, mm -hmm. um, I saved it, and then it said go to 3D. So I said, oh, cool. cool. So yeah. I switched to 3D. And I didn't, I, maybe I skipped the dialogue of it, but um, the pastor man, he was just saying, hey, we're going to switch you over to 3D now. And I saved the game again. And then it said you have to start a new file for the 3D. So I thought that was a little weird. So I said, okay. And then I did it. The whole game literally just restarted. It was really weird. That's not seamless. I don't think that's right, though. I think I must have been doing something incorrectly because it wanted me to overwrite my 2D set, it was really weird. I like how I keep, like, flipping the box over and looking at it like I'm going to find the answer. Well, because may, maybe I didn't crack it yet. Maybe, you know, listeners are just saying, well, you're a jackass and you haven't yeah. gotten there yet. Well, maybe maybe we'll, you have to overwrite your 2D save with your 3D. I don't know, but I didn't want to overwrite it at the time. Maybe, I got we'll, a uh, maybe we'll find out more about that uh, I'll, uh, next week. I'll literally just text you I'll, maybe in, like, a day uh, from yeah. now. And, I'll just and say, we'll probably both be playing it by then, so I'm sure we'll get the answer. I'll literally just say I need to play the game. Um, But the game looks great. It's fun. I'm so glad they kept the orchestral soundtrack to it. Um, That's the the change I'm looking most forward to because it wasn't in the last version. Well, yeah. Well, also because in um eight specifically when they ported eight to the 3ds, they changed mm -hmm. it to MIDI files instead and a MIDI soundtrack. Yeah. Um, For the 3ds, the it's not soundtrack. terribly surprising. The 3ds doesn't have the best sound card. No, it so. doesn't. But at the same time, I was pretty also hyped. at the same Beautiful time. Movie. It never mattered to me because I would be using headphones on my 3ds all the time. I wasn't relying on the crappy speakers in the 3ds. Beautiful music. Um. 
but I was playing it. Frankly, if you have, again, I've said this every single cast so far, never played Dragon Quest, I know they released 1 to 3. Skip 1 and 2. I'm genuinely serious, unless you're a diehard fan, you really want to play it. Because um, 3 was kind of the break-in one that kind of redefined art JRPGs. The one's insanely cheap. I think it's like 350 on this Switch yeah, eShop. Well, I... Uh, one... If you're really a stickler for old JRPGs... and you're willing, hard. If you know what you're getting into and you want to do it anyway, I encourage you to. Well, because one one has historical meaning because you know what that really introduced JRPGs, and then two came out, and then three came out, and the reason why three is so heavily regarded is because it had a really good story to it with Erdrick. Yes. So that's why he's the most popular guy too. People remember Erdrick. Um, so my recommendation was if you really want to play a Dragon Quest, play Eleven. I hope we get that Dragon Quest movie over here at some point. I know. I think it's I think it's a retelling of five. But apparently it's been really controversial over there. Some people love it, some people hate it. A lot of people in the West say 5 is the best one. Because it dramatically changes the end of 5. From oh, the that's probably why it's, they hate it. The, no, some people love it, think it like it's great. And some people like, I was way with it up until this like left turn at the end where they changed the ending. Five. People uh, widely regard 5 as the best. In Japan, I know it's like without argument, people say is five that is the, the guy best. with like the purple wraps. I think so. Yeah. yeah, they say that was literally um, the best. I know. But my yeah, the, beat the movie that came out in Japan re- fairly recently, within the past few months, uh, is apparently a retelling of five, and it looks phenomenal. I don't want to. I want to play it though. Yeah, no, no. I also like. I would like to see that movie. Well, maybe if the ending has changed, it doesn't matter. Apparently, what's actually bonkers about it, and some people were saying, uh, I was listening to the A4 Play podcast. They were talking about going to see it in theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, That movie straight up opens with like the opening to the game. Oh, that's so cool. And it sticks with the bit for so long that like uh, Roy was saying in the podcast, he's like, for people that don't play games, we're probably sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Just sitting there wondering when the movie would start or if that was the movie, yeah. some avant-garde shit. And, like, yeah, apparently it just straight up opens with the opening from Dragon Quest V. And sticks with the bit for longer than you'd think. That's pretty fun. But also, too, you would think that... You would think that if people are going to go see a Dragon Quest movie... <laughs> yeah. They would know that it's a game. You would think so. But, like, the point of a movie is to bring a more mass market appeal. Very so true. I imagine you want to have something to be like, it's high fantasy adventure animated film. Like <laughs> it's the video game. Yeah. Well, I love dragons. So roots. Um, but if you, yeah, if you are interested in any Dragon Quest and you have $60, I would say hi- I would Switch highly. Switch is now filled to the brim with Dragon Quest. Yeah, I would highly, highly recommend this game. I also. Um, it's pretty um, damn good. I didn't get to play much of it yet. But uh, I picked up River City Girls. Oh, yeah. Tell me, let me know how that is. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I was hoping to actually get a little more co-op time with it, so I might see if anybody wants to, maybe next weekend, come over and sit. Like, oh, I was hoping that I can get somebody you know play with me, and I just go. <laughs> oh, so anyone at all, really? Oh, no, I'll play with you. Uh, yeah, I think uh, um, uh, maybe so yeah. sometime during the week <laughs> before the next recording to do that. Got me. I feel kind of blindsided here. <laughs> I feel a little. Although I keep forgetting that fucking Astral Chain has like co-op. Yeah, it does. It's kind of weird. And I don't know. Like, didn't even, is somebody didn't just even a legion? I have to assume. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Didn't even bother. All um, right. Uh, tell me about Counter-Strike. <laughs> oh, no, I'll talk about it later. Cause it's not talk really, about, okay. I went to uh, ESL today. It was the grand finals of the Esports we'll League for, for the, Counter-Strike. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I'm going to cruise the release radar then. Okay. Uh, here's what's coming to all the gaming shops this upcoming week. Uh, welcome to Spooky Ween. Uh, Destiny 2 New Light comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on October 1st, along with Destiny 2 Shadowkeep uh, DLC. Uh, I think it's pretty cool what they did for that. 
where they made the game and then a couple of the expansions free. Yeah, no, it's I'm, great. I'm gonna you get a good it. player base in there. Yeah. Uh, and people who are still playing Destiny 2, it's great. From Well, now it's on Steam it. as well. So yeah. I, people will I'll have more your visibility. Yeah, of course. People who would rather ride or die on the Steam can finally have it. Though. They trouble me. They concern uh, me, but it's okay. What the Golf comes to PC October 1st. I'm not sure who that is, but I love golf games. I also love that name. Uh, Warsaw comes to PC on October 2nd. I've talked about this game before. I demoed it for Destructoid at last year's PAX East. You did? Uh, it is essentially Darkest Dungeon with a World War uh, Two setting. It's pretty cool. I, I'm going to check it out when I have a little bit more time. I, I would recommend that to anybody who liked Darkest Dungeon. Hell yeah. Uh, Neocab comes to PC Switch and a Switch October 3rd. I've heard good things about this. Uh, I think it's another... I think it's a visual novel thing. Neocab. Uh, I could be totally wrong. Got that aesthetic? Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Typed it in. Aesthetic. Uh, Paranoia. Happiness is mandatory. Comes to PC October 3rd. Ghost Recon Breakpoint brings Johnny Bernthal to your living room on PC, PS4, and Xbox One October 4th. And lastly, Ghostbusters the Video Game Remastered comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch October 4th. That is an Epic Game Store exclusive on PC. It's also an epic game. It's pretty good. What? It was uh it's basically Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. Um great game. Have you ever played? I it? liked it. Yeah. I yeah. remember playing it on 360 back in the day. Uh it was like the last time they got all of the original cast back together. Yeah, I think that's why honestly it got has it holds a special place in a lot of it's, people's It's it's like 25 bucks. Uh I might end up picking it up at I mean, some it's point. It's not bad. Especially, I think it went under the radar a lot because people at the time thought that it was just another. It's a game I think back on fondly though, because like it was one of those things where like they were. It basically feels like they took like what would have been an original Ghostbusters three script and just submitted it into a video game instead. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like you said, they had all the original the uh, actors too. Um, I th- I just thought it was a cool one. Was Harold Ramis back? Was Harold Ramis alive when that happened? Uh, but 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 if not, they had the other three. Um, I know everybody else was involved, but I can't remember. Harold, Harold Ramis might have still been alive and come back for that. I, he died in 2014. This game came out in 2009. So, so yeah, Harold Ramis. So that was literally the last time Harold Ramis would have played Egon in any capacity. It's such a shame, too, because you know what? Oh, I even looked up his picture. He looks so jolly. What a shame. Um, yeah, he, he must have been in the game. Yeah, that's awesome. He was 6'2". Uh, he was a tall fucking dude. Harold look at, like, fucking look at shots from that movie where he's standing around like... Dan Aykroyd, 6'1"? What? I didn't know Dan Aykroyd. Bill Murray, 6'2"? Hold on, if Ernie Hudson's 6'2", I'm going to lose my goddamn Ernie mind. Ernie Hudson's 4'9"? 6 foot. All the Ghostbusters are, are 6 feet. They're over 6 feet. They're either 6 feet or over. No wonder. No wonder why they were so good at what they did. They're just gigantic. Yeah, ghosts are afraid of giants. That's just science. And then you had fucking Rick Moranis. 5'6". Rick Moranis is the best. Rick Moranis coming in at a whopping 5'6 in the Ghostbusters film. They just crash into his apartment. <laughs> He's trying to go with Sigourney Weaver, who is six foot. Sigourney Weaver came back for that game, too. She's also six foot. Really? Let, let me look at Annie Potts, the receptionist here. 5'3". Okay, okay. She, was, she was clearly the, the Annie Potts person. clearly a petite woman. These people must have felt like they were in the presence of giants. Can you imagine? Okay. Ghostbusters is so Can good, you man. imagine Rick Moranis just hanging out in the apartment in the Ghostbusters film? He's just having his party. And then they have uh, the Zool Demons, the dogs, and the six-foot Ghostbusters just fucking kick the door and they just say, move along. So there is no Dana, only Zool. Oh, man. When's Rick Moranis going to make the comeback? I know he kind of went away because he said fuck um, it. A lot of people, because th- he was on SNL not too long, like one of his first TV appearances in years, um, where he reprised an old character of his. This is like a couple years back. Um, 
There is. Would it be neat if he was in Ghostbusters 3, now they're doing that? Um, yeah. Because they just confirmed Bill Murray is coming back. Well, now they don't care, because uh, in... Dan Aykroyd's putting down the Crystal Skull vodka for a couple hours to be in it. I didn't know until I watched that John Tron video... That he's an insane person? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of hurt me a little bit. Um, but, speaking of... Rick Moranis also looks so homely. I was watching, um, so have you ever watched any of, uh, On Cinema at the Cinema, Tim Heidegger's? I know, I know of it, and I know that there, he rates things out of popcorn yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's, I did that bit earlier, <laughs> but there was, um, there's an episode where they talk about, they have a segment where they, like, recommend, uh, a, a video from Greg's VHS collection, and they do the Twilight Zone movie at one point, and they're like, uh, see Dan Aykroyd in the Twilight Zone movie, and Tim's just like, I, uh, I like Crystal Skull Vodka. That's so weird. <laughs> That's so weird. So I'm going to give this movie uh, five bags of popcorn. I love... Rick Moran is so funny. Um, he's a cool dude. Uh, but what was I talking about again before we got into a... Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, no, it was a film. I want to stay on this for a moment. My uh, brain is getting there. We're getting remember. there. We were on Ghostbusters? We're talking about Dan Aykroyd. Talking about Rick Moranis. Talking about how the Ghostbusters kicks indoors. Ghostbusters 3? Fuck it, I lost it. Whatever. I don't remember Doesn't mentioning matter. another movie. Have you ever not seen Ghostbusters? Why? Yeah, it's a great movie. It's, it's October. I think it's on like Netflix. It's October. Pick up the fucking phone Just and call the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call, man? Um, That's what's coming out, though. If I did tell you to buy anything, don't buy anything. Play some Destiny 2 and then buy Ghostbusters. 25 bucks. $25. Um, I want to ease into the... You want to steer or skid into the news? I'm coming yeah, in. Yeah, I'm going to go back into... This is kind of getting back, I guess, to the... Uh, the PlayStation dump a little bit. We talked about The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, that new Fallen Order trailer. I, I thought it looked good. It I gave me so more pro- It gave me more hope for the game. And it kind of envisioned in me what uh, critics were saying, that like the behind-the-closed-door stuff showed off a lot more, that it's kind of got a Metroid-like structure to it. Yeah, We but- showed that, like, galaxy map. Yeah, yeah, and you actually saw that, or and you saw kind where of they were where, like, where that would come next? play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Cal yeah. seems like an actual character. Yeah, the new Star Wars game, Fallen Order, which comes out in November. Uh, they released another trailer for the main character called Cal's Mission. It's kind of just to provide a little backstory as to, you know, how the main character actually has a mission, and he's not just a talking mouthpiece. And it showed a pretty good fight with uh, one of the Inquisitors. It did, with the, the lightsaber battles. Um, I was actually impressed by the uh, the cutscenes, or the cinematics. Mm-hmm. I and thought people, the voice acting was pretty good. And critics have been comparing the combat to Souls. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, you saw some elements of that in the yeah. demo. It was slow. Yeah, a lot of but people... But a lot of people were complaining because... it was like Metroid Prime with, like, Souls Combat. I know some people were complaining, or concerned, I should rather say, about that, because, you know, Souls Combat doesn't really vibe well with the Star Wars universe. I agree with that, too. I think mm. it's more... I think there's a certain grace and nimbleness to the Jedis and well, the fights Well, I think it's also can be important to, like, if done properly. Like, the idea of feeling the weight behind your movements... Can I'm, be done really well with Star I know Wars. why. I figured they didn't do it because of the maturity rating. I'm still really bummed that if you cut somebody with a lightsaber, it doesn't I want to sever cut some wounds, them. Yeah. I actually, I really do. And I'm not just saying that because And know, it's one of the great, like, the science person. of a lightsaber being like, yeah, you could totally sever a limb and they won't, like, there's no bleeding because the wounds immediately cauterize. Which so I just love. just keep going. Yeah, so what's the problem? Just make some sliced ham mm-hmm. out of these people. It's ridiculous. You only do it to fucking droids. Ugh, it's ridiculous. I hate it. Um, making an M game, then. It doesn't matter. They I like, I like the anything. designs of the Inquisitors. And some of the combat looked really, like you said, graceful and flowy. Like him sort of flipping over Stormtroopers' backs as he's disengaging them. Like, it looks it looks fun. It looks good. Um, I imagine we'll get maybe another trailer, gameplay trailer, next yeah. this month or next month in October, just to really sell people over. 
because that's uh, out in November along with everything else. Yeah, it gave me optimism though. Uh, it gave me hope. One would say. What's the you had a note about Vader? Am, okay, did I miss so something in the trailer. I read some articles. I forgot. I, not read some articles. I think I read a single article. Um, was it IGN? I don't even know. It was either IGN or like Polygon. When you said it, I went to rewatch the trailer because I was like, that I just missed like heavy breathing or something. It was IGN end. or Polygon. At first I wrote it because I was watching it and I said, oh, maybe they, you know, at the end of this, they, they made a little teaser for Darth Vader or something. You know? Yeah, I didn't see anything. They said at Mark 28, 28 seconds in, you can hear a breathe, like a breathing thing. And you wonder if that's a Darth Vader Easter egg. If they were egg. teasing Vader, they would have done it at like the end of the trailer. It would have been fade to black and you would have heard like this. A- I don't want to say anything yet because you know what? If I'm wrong, I'll feel like such a jackass. You know what? It was dumb. That was a stupid thing. Come on. It's like a minute. Well, then we already decide that saying things are stupid is how they get made, so. Stupid. Watch our fate be revealed, and then the studio says, Hey, did you catch it? And I feel like a jackass. No, I don't think it was that. Um, But some people were speculating that it would be Vader. I just laughed in my head again at Gecko's of an elusive age. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah, it's pretty Fallen good. Fallen Gecko Order or something. You know, just, just take video game. They've already done the heavy lifting. Yeah, they've done the It's work. right there on the box. Right, what are you going to do? I have, no, I have no qualms. And put the uh, put the episode title in the Roman numerals. Gecko too. Quest 11. Yeah. Gecko's of an elusive age. Just put the Roman numerals for that, too. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen any of the trailers, uh, I would say, yeah, just watch the most recent one. I think it's like a minute, and it looks pretty good. Um, Death Stranding goes gold. Which, for those who don't know about that, that just means that a game is completed. The build is the, done. The build that's going to ship on disc is done. Yep. And like, uh, granted, typically the studio is still working on like day one patches at this point. But the point is, like, it's competent enough to ship. They're gonna they're pressing discs. Kojima Productions and actually just Hideo in general. It's such a weird studio. He was actually now advertising uh, sunglasses. On his Instagram. I love that, man. And he showed a picture of Guillermo del, Guillermo del Toro wearing them, and I was just thinking, Isn't it wow, crazy? I, All I the time, plans. he'll just randomly, like, post movie posters yeah, on well, his Instagram. I love that. Me too, because I love also, that. I just immediately look up the films and add them to, like, a, a, a Google Doc I have. I'm like, these are movies I need to watch when I have the time. Well, yeah, the whole thing was that right now he was advertising the, the game going gold, which congratulations mm-hmm. to the studio, because yeah. that's a big milestone. Congrats to first, uh, the folks at Kojima Productions. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, I know that they were... Uh, video chatting with uh, Guerrilla Games because mm-hmm. um, you know it was a big milestone for the, I I think it's pretty damn cool. So it's their first yeah, it's awesome. milestone project. But yeah, now he's just advertising like sunglasses and shit and T-shirts and other Death Strand. It literally says Death Stranding on them too, but they the look so stylish. Branding is my favorite. This thing. man is this man is insane, but he's a visionary. I, I <laughs> he's just slapping a Death Stranding brand him. on everything. You, you, there's gonna be I'm not even kidding. There's just gonna be like. I don't know, a toothbrush, and it's just going to say Death Stranding. I'll buy it. And it'll be yellow bristles, and you'll be just brushing your teeth with this piss-colored shit. When you go to PAX and, like, walk over to their booth and all of a sudden just be merged up, like, what the fuck just happened? I bought a Kojima production shirt. I, I meant to I'm going to order the hoodie, I think. We talk, I think we talk about them maybe yeah, once. Yeah, I ordered, I had a bunch of Redbubble credit, yeah. and I, I'll show you after the, what I ordered after the podcast, because you'll enjoy it. Sounds very ominous. Uh, I know no, you have no, optimism you'll, in your you'll, voice. You'll laugh. Um, but yeah, it goes gold. Uh, what if it sucks? Uh, I think it's a distinct possibility. What if it sucks? Genuinely. I don't know. It's um, the first game. We'll wait and see. I have no doubt I think I'm going to love the narrative bits of it, but I've talked about this before. I think, like, the beat-for-beat gameplay isn't doing much for me. If it's, like, a bunch of walking around, I'm sure it'll be fine. It, it can't be. But it can't be. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. We know there's combat. I'm very much in a... I'm going to be there day one. I fucking go on vacation, like, two days after this comes out. I just feel like... I'm so disappointed well, in myself. Me too. Yeah, we're both going to be in Disney. I'm taking the day off, though, for release. I think I am, too. I'm going to say it's for packing, but I'm playing. 
Uh, I'm gonna stay up to, I think I have a pretty early flight. I might just try and get a wink of sleep on the plane and play a lot of that game. Well, I was, I don't know. The more that I talk about it or think about it, it just, and I, it's kind of, I don't, I don't even like thinking it, but the more I see it, I was just wondering, what if it just isn't good? And I'm not talking about just maybe a seven. Mm-hmm. What if it's genuinely bad? bad? Yeah. It looks incredible, but what if the it's genuinely bad? The amount of time that's bad? been sunk into it, I just, I don't know. Well, this is the first time we're getting Kojima Unchained, and we need to wait and see what that is. Because I know from his past experience, he knows what a good game is. Yeah. This man knows what a good game is. Metal he's Gear Solid not, is my favorite game. Of, it's one games. of my favorites of all I'm time. I'm still disappointed we're never going to get his Silent Hills. Yeah, that was a bummer. Did you see the PT stuff? Yeah. People have been tearing apart people and demo? People still talk about it. Still, yes, to really, this day. Have you seen recently the stuff? They've been tearing it yeah. apart in Engine and revealed that, like, the Lisa goes at the end from the moment you enter the demo is attached to your back and disappears when you turn around. It, like, it's following you from the moment you enter the house. The guy knows what a good game is. Um, I'd be really bummed out, though. But whatever. But I, was just, I was just wondering. Yeah, yeah no, no. I just, I was getting scared. It's fun to talk about. I was getting a little spooked. Uh... Oculus Quest. Yes, so Oculus Quest has some cool stuff on the horizon. Uh, they had like a little keynote and talked about some stuff coming to Oculus Quest. Uh, a software update's coming in 2020 that's going to add uh, controller-free hand tracking. They finally got that tech down, and that looks really fucking cool. Uh, like, your hands will just be fully represented in VR. I'm holding my hands out in front of me. Is Visually, this doesn't work on an audio format. Um, wow, the, you viewers, can you see it? You won't need a controller. Uh, the headset will just be able to pick up your hands so you can interact with stuff. The listeners will now become the viewers. Can you see Rich's hands can you right see? now? It's coming out. Do you out. see? Do you see? <laughs> They're coming out um, right now. And the other thing I thought went a little bit under the radar, but is possibly more interesting to me, um, this is coming out this year, more soon. They're releasing a cable uh, that will allow the Oculus Quest to connect to PC and play higher-end VR games intended for the Oculus Rift. It legitimately made it a staple for me to actually buy it. Yeah, it's it's the most affordable headset, the most powerful. It's 400 bucks. I think going into early next year, I'm going to make the investment into one this, of these. This keynote solidified, the yeah. idea that solidified my the, decision that I will is, buy this. It's the most affordable one, and I have a pretty high-end PC, so I could plug it in and probably play some stuff. I've spoken only two people that I've just encountered in life. Not just, I think, genuine, just... A, people like acquaintances and did you see those pictures of adam boys playing his oculus quest at like a rest stop that people yeah. put up on reddit and they're like look at this weirdo and like no nah, it's adam boys well they actually uh, yeah. yeah um was, was the kid, kid there too yeah his son was there his wife took the picture yeah, his wife was the one his wife took the picture, the picture and said I, I it was something really funny he was just saying like how am i married to this man but um no i was talking to two people and they said that the average battery life was about four or five hours, which seems like a normal amount of time to yeah. be in the rift. Totally. Um, but yeah, this whole and keynote solidified being everything. able to the, the hand tracking stuff's cool, but essentially going, hey, the cheaper headset, we're now going to sell an accessory that lets you turn it into the more expensive one. Yeah, and also they're coming out with the new Darth Vader part two. Yeah, that's going to be uh, I think like four or five part thing. They already said it from the start. I heard it was excellent. Uh, yeah, I've heard the same thing. Yeah, I've um, heard it was... I've never even gotten to play it. I've never even seen gameplay, but I think I prefer it that way because I want to experience yeah, it. Yeah, I'd love to go in blind to that. Um, um, but, yeah, the Oculus Quest seems cool, and I think that that also, for me, solidifies it. Did you take on my talking topics? Uh, I did you take on my talking topics, Rich? They, they weren't there initially, and so I did. What do you, what do you mean they weren't there, Rich? Uh, I had a topic that Oh, said, no, you asked me I took them out? No, I didn't. Rich. I didn't touch it. I'm going to go with the history. 
We're gonna go with the I didn't touch it. Well, I had talking topics, and now they ain't there. I didn't see any. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, bring it up. So, and I couldn't think of anything this week. I'm sorry. I I'm so you. tired. I'm sorry. I accused you. That's I okay. Have accu- I, I should have accused Google. Eric, first. I did it. No, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't do it. Oh my gosh. We, we stop recording. We and I say we stop recording. I go home. It's still recording in the background. I have no idea. And you're just like, hey, viewers, I did it. It was me. <laughs> it was me. I did it. Happy Halloween. I was picturing one of those like Nirvana the band uh, like flashback sequences. Like, Fuck Eric. <laughs> it's just gray. It's just a gray yeah. filter. Um. Yeah, but if you're even remotely interested in the VR, though, you can get the Oculus Quest. How much is it? Four hundred. Yeah, you said that. Four hundred dollars. Um, I don't know how much that cable's gonna be. I mean, um, in the grand scheme, even if it was, let's just say fifty bucks. I'd pay fifty bucks to just turn to it into it. the headset that costs double what the Quest costs. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. I also wouldn't be surprised if going into early next year, when I do intend to buy one, uh, you know, once we're over the hump of the holidays and all that, is when I'm probably gonna dip in. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they put out a bundle that comes with that. Oh, absolutely! It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Um, for talking topics, I love those because you know I'm not sure I'm not sure where to begin now. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Spooky games. But before I talk about spooky games, I don't want to talk about spooky games. Spooky. I went to um I went to ESL today, Grand mm. Finals, um at the Barclay Center in Brooklyn. Elegant, sexy. Lions. It was for Counter Strike. Uh, I have been to only two other esports events in the past when I've had no ties to the games before. Uh, one of them was League of Legends. That was at Madison Square Garden. That was pretty wild. Um, Energy that was in those things maybe five years ago. Off the chain, kids. Yeah, I think it was like five or six years ago. Uh, the and other you went to one the was League Grand Finals, right? Yes, and that was last year. Overwatch was also at Barclays Center. The production value of that was actually pretty cool. Um, and I and I played DJ Overwatch Cowell a lot. Was there. He was. I swear we to God. We talked about it on this podcast. I swear I mean, to God. It's one of the first episodes you, of the show. You look it up nowadays, people regard that as one of the cringiest things that ever happened in esports. Because he had no idea why he was there. Yeah, but it was his presentation of it. He pretended like he did. It was like, fake it till you make it. That's his whole to the brand. Nth degree. I know, but to the nth degree. Like, at this point, we're talking about Overwatch. It's like watching that H3, H3 Productions video where they go to his house. His and house. He's at, he even has, um, what's the word? He had like, uh, what do they call the little burners? Oh, the, the butane thing? No, not the, a... Yeah, 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 yeah. He had, like... He just had a bunch of tins of food yeah, yeah, there. The Sternos, Sternos. Sternos, yeah, there you go. Um, fake it till you make it for that. It depends on what your brand is, and his brand is music. Yeah. So if he faked it till he made it there, okay. He comes out on this Overwatch stage. Never forget it. He said almost verbatim. I took a little liberty here. Uh, when they called me and asked me to perform for the Overwatch Grand Finals, how could I say no? And I was thinking... DJ Khaled, you could have actually easily said, just no. said no. In fact, a man in your position with your connections and money could, he, could have genuinely no just things. said, not only have said no, but said, I don't know what the fucking Overwatch is, get out. How'd you get this number? <laughs> and he proceeded to give the most uh, awkward hype because when you're considering the audience, it's not that. So Not even a little bit. Uh, well, he had some people who listened to the music, of course. It just not. It wasn't the venue for it. You're talking about like a concert, whatever. It doesn't matter. But this time, I went to ESL for Counter Strike. It was Evil Genius versus uh, Astralis. Um, Evil Geniuses are the uh, North American-based team. All Astralis is just not. Let's just. I don't know. So let's just pretend they're. They're not. from somewhere. Yeah, they're from somewhere. Um, Kudos to their homeland. It was very cool. I dug it. Not a lot of people were there, um, but it was still pretty packed and. There was just a lot of energy. I am always surprised about esports. Whenever I'm sitting in the seats there, I always think, man, in five years, this is going to be a big thing. Um, 
And I, I genuinely think it will. I know that in uh, the other nations across the pond from us, they treat Counter-Strike like royalty. Yeah. Um, they have way bigger events from people that I've told it me It was about the game this. that was there first, and they treat it in... They, rent they out give it that regard. Yeah. Stadiums. Um, this one was just half the Barclay Center, but it was a lot so of fun. Cool. It was long. It was long. It's, it started like one, right? That's the five, like a five set, and it was 15, 16 rounds you had to win. Uh-huh. Um, you had to play best of 30 in rounds, and then you had to play five sets, best of five. So it started at one thirty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was there until like 6, and they were only on maybe the third set, the fourth Jeez. set. And um, Evil Geniuses, I actually, let me, here, let's do the grand reveal for everybody now. Whoa! This is our grand final Coming to winners. us live from the newsroom. Yeah, let's see now, because I actually walked out. Coming over on the Telegraph. Yeah, let's see what happens here. I can tell you right now who won. Um, because I have no idea. And... Slimes are neat. What? <laughs> Slimes. Like, oh, from Dragon Quest? Yeah. Oh, like, uh, Astralis, here we go. Hold on. I love how this is taking so long, I genuinely couldn't... It's alright. I genuinely couldn't, uh... We got, we got time! Um, yeah, I got time. Evil Geniuses won that, Evil Geniuses won that, yeah, we knew that. Uh, Astralis won that, and then Evil Geniuses won. Yeah, so Evil Geniuses won. Um, and... It was pretty cool. I know, like, I know I'm I know I'm stalling. Yeah. I know I'm just saying I'm trying to come up those, with a those events are cool. It was a cool event because again you I, I got the ESL logo airbrushed on my arm if you couldn't see that. <laughs> yeah, before. no, I did. They were I just airbrushing. That's permanent, for free. right? Uh, yeah, I was actually asking them. Can you please? They were like, "Hey, do you want a tattoo?" And they were like, "Do it right now." I made it a point to ask them, "Hey, just make this permanent," and I just put, slapped it on my arm. Uh, it was it was pretty neato though. I, I would always recommend if you've never been to an esports event, go. You know what? Every time I attend to, I'm always reminded of those arguments that always take place between people saying is that a real sport or not. I've noticed no discernible difference from attending an esporting event from the NFL, NBA, NHL. Well, NHL's a little a little rough. In terms of energy, I guess the energy is the same. The fans are no different. People paint their face. People cosplay. At the end people of the day, it's signs, a competition. It's whether it's an athletic competition, yeah, or... it's all the same too. Yeah. Um, you know, people, eh, you know, the gaming community is a little wacky sometimes, but, you know, people go to NFL games painting their fucking bodies. So I imagine it's exactly it's like exactly, going to Monday Night Raw. Exactly. Yeah, and wrestling fans. It's well, rest- no wrestling and video games, there's a little bit more crossover. I'm just saying, there's no difference. Yeah. Um, it, it was just a pretty cool event. It's just, it's long as hell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I left because it went to overtime and I just said, I can't do this. Um... But I would recommend if you ever have an esports event, go support it. I think it was pretty cool. They had the PlayStation Plus Lounge. Sure. You had to be uh, a PlayStation Plus member. How do you prove that? Uh, you can actually. Oh, go through the on app. The, yeah, through the app or through the website. I didn't know that. They gave you the PSL like, oh. pin. <laughs> well, that's what I said too. I said, how do you know? No, they're like, well, show me the app. I'm like, I don't have the PlayStation app. I'm not a fucking nerd. Yeah, and then they said, all right, then log on PlayStation. I said, um, I, I, I don't have internet. And they just said, well, you're not getting in. My phone's broken. <laughs> and I just crushed it. Yeah, beneath smash my it right in front of them. Uh, the lounge was pretty wacky. They had a Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel. Which I, I only have, let me tell you, as a consumer, never in a million fucking years will I pay money for this stuff. They give it a, they give it for free most of the time at these events, um, or even at PAX that I've attended. I will guzzle that shit down if it's free. They make these cans... They're very ominous. The way that you um, open it, they're in a resealable lid. Oh, yeah, I know. I cracked one of these open. It was almost like you're cracking I've, open a nitrous canister. Yeah. I've had one once in my life, and it was at PAX. 
And it, I had to pay for it, unfortunately. I had to get it out of one of those Pepsi machines. That's fine. Um, what happened was I am diabetic and my blood sugar was like 30 and there was nothing else around except for this Pepsi machine that was just filled with Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel. So I needed some sort of source of sugar and I was like, well, I guess this is happening. Life or death situation. Yeah. But so but the, my point is, uh, Pepsi Cola should pay me because Mountain Dew saved my life. <laughs> Anyways, what I'm, what I'm really trying to drive home here is that I would have died unless I had Mountain that Pepsi Gamer product. <laughs> so they should let me be their spokesperson. Ha, <laughs> ah, well, that was great. No, but, um, <laughs> yeah, the place in Plus Squadron is just kind of cool. It does give you Mountain Dew and you can play some games down there. Uh, but the event's just, it's just all around fun. I, 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 I never have had a bad time there. Um... The fans are just kids, and sometimes they're not, and they're adults, and yeah, there's some cringy shit that happens, but show me a sporting event where there's been no cringy stuff happening. People have gotten drunk and beaten the shit out of one another for wearing the color blue. Um, been there. But, but it was a cool place. The chance that were going on was USA, because they were US. I absolutely adore when fans do that. It's so... I, I sometimes chant in a very awkward way where I'm just like, USA, because I'm just thinking, like, get the fuck out of my country. Because <laughs> they literally start chanting, go home to, oh to uh, the other team. And I was just thinking, I was also just saying, go home. And I'll be back my mind. I'm just, this is basically how World War II happened. Yeah, I, I don't know. It felt kind of weird. I mean, at the Olympics, go, too. I dropped out when they changed it to build a wall. I was... <laughs> time I could really root for that. If I'm at the Olympics and you have US and you just say go home because I don't yeah. know. I kind of feel weird about it but it was fun. I'd recommend it. That was the last of it but yeah. Alright. Welcome to the Gecko's Gaming Podcast. I'm your host Eric Ortiz and this is Rich Meister from Across the Table. It is September 28th. Across the pond in Britain. I don't, I don't know what that accent was. So uh, Oh. I hear some jazz. You hear that? Outside. Somebody's having a good night. I don't even know if you'll be able to hear that. It's, I hope so. Sunday night. Rich, what keeps you up at night? Uh, political turmoil, general stress. Well, do I got news um, for you? Tell me the news. Spooky month is coming next week. It's true. It's soon. I love spooky month. And I know everybody, I'm not really uh, big on discussing the political climate. Where are you going with this? I'm just, you brought it in. I'm just saying, you actually opened the door. I'm just saying, I know a lot of people feel a little spooked in the U.S. with all these U.S. politics going on. Let's push that aside for a little bit. Let's talk about good old-fashioned spooky. Uh-huh. I'm not really a fan of horror. I am. I, and I'm talking about body horror. Oh, you know, so like, like gore. Uh, dysmorphia stuff? So like, uh... Like House of 1000 Corpse is kind of bullshit. Okay. Um, I was thinking more like on the lines of like Cronenberg Like stuff. Outlast? Uh-huh. Oh, well, well, Cronenberg, like body horror is a little... That's a little... That's a, I was I was leaning towards body horror. It's a little much for me. Uh-huh. Not really too much. And the existentialism... Kind of, I already get enough of that on my own. Um, <laughs> I'm inside my own head. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, that already happens. I already provide that enough. But what kind of spooky games are you gonna are you gonna play this next month? Um, I need to finish Blair Witch. You gotta play Zelda. You gotta finish your Zelda stream. Yeah. Uh, that if you're listening Force. to this, that's gonna start tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 7:30 p.m. Eastern because I have to work on Monday for a change. Um, so 7:30 ish. Uh, we're gonna get back to Skyloft. The Groose is loose. Untitled Bruce uh, game. You know how many times I've you texted me yesterday? Untitled Bruce no, game. After I texted you that, I was listening to this week's Beastcast and Alex Navarro said it. You got to fucking sue. I I didn't even see. No, because he would have said it before me. Even aside from that, I actually saw other people talking about the Untitled Bruce game. After that, really? And I don't know if it was the Beastcast that did it. It might have been the Beastcast because Alex Navarro said it offhandedly. Untitled Bruce game. Don't you just hate that? 
You say something. I felt like really a fucking hack. Well, like you say something. Yeah, you actually messaged me that. You just said I'm actually listening to the. It was in a 30 minute time period. Yeah, with you said scratch that. Alex Navarro already said it. I feel like a fucking hack. <laughs> and I wanted you to tweet about. And you did tweet yeah, about I, it. Yeah, I, 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 I. That's know. why I, I saw added it. Him. I said, oh, my heart broke for you because I actually had a giggle and I said that's a good idea. I like it just came to me and I was like that'd be hilarious. Now that the picture came out, I, I had to save it. I forgot to save it. It was just Groose's face with the goose. Yeah, I'm pretty sorry, good. Rich. Uh, that's all right. For those listening here, Rich came up with it first. You know what idea? Um, I will always feel great for, and you could look up this article on destructo.com because I wrote it like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that nobody, I did my internet research before I even wrote this piece up. I thought about it. This is my idea, baby, in my head. Still think it's a great idea for a game. Uh, an X-Men game that uses the Persona formula. That'd be cool. I actually wish Avengers like, were, were go like to, that. Go to class during the day. Uh, then you are part of the actual team by night. You hop on the Blackhawk and, you know, go take stuff down. <laughs> you hop on the, the good old Blackhawk. Um, the old the old X-Jet. Spooky games, though. Keep this really short. If you haven't played Outlast, I highly recommend it. That is one of, if not the best, spooky game I've seen. Um, what was the other one that was really scary at the time? You had to be, like, tone deaf to play it. You know, like, uh, go into sensory deprivation chamber to play it. Th- Amnesia? A, maybe it might have been Amnesia. Do you remember that Dead Space 2 ad? Where they were putting people in sensory deprivation chambers to play Dead Space 2? I mean, that was cool. It was neat. I mean, I was biased. I, like I was a kid. It. Yeah. Didn't they give um, it to old people, too? You know what would be a fun... Yeah, they did. Like, an old, an old lady... You know, it'd be a fun stream to do if we can find the time for it. I guess I still really want to do that. Uh, I want to get you in the VR headset for Resident Evil 7 really badly. Right. I remember that. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Um, no. Uh, no, I'll do that. I'll play. Resident Evil 2 is still my personal game of the year. Um, yeah, it's definitely up. up. What better uh, way to play I think it? Control might be beating that out for me at this point, but it's such... definitely in, in the talks. That's, that's going to be, uh, frankly... I may play RE2 again, um, but Control is my going to be my kind of October game. So we're going to be, be uh, planning the the award show for December pretty soon, and I'm thinking 24 hours. Let's discuss it. Discuss it now because I'm going to have to set up what the format for that podcast is going to be. I can help. Um, well, I'm saying like we're going to have to set that up, but like my main thought being, you said you. I'm sorry. I just I want to help you. Of course, you're going to help, but <laughs> it's your show too. Uh, but what I wanted to why does it say the rich podcast because i just edited in the it document <laughs> because uh my main thing i want to staple is as far as like uh awards go is november our cutoff is october the last month where games count as part of 2019 for us yeah i think that's the yeah, safe way to go yeah that. yeah i would say that uh, it fair. november stuff and november and december can be counted as a part of 2020 i would even say we could even have like a pre like an early 2020 like luigi's mansion 3 of. will be the last game in consideration i feel like you're rigging this <laughs> I feel like there's a rig going It on comes there. out on October 31st, And that's baby. when the hardest deadline comes. Um, no, I dig that. And you know what? We can even have kind of an, an early impressions 2020, maybe mm-hmm. six months in. Takes that, well, November, December, and then on, in April. I'm going to throw you a bone with the, the old game, uh, best old game award for games that didn't come out this year that you played this year. Yeah. I think that's a good award. Are you, you going to throw me a bone? I need it to. I'm playing 2019 titles, and now you're going to throw me I, something? I love, by the way, that now I feel the need to have an award that's just called the best remaster, because that's how many remasters come out a year. I will say this, too. The answer is... uh, They're pretty damn Zelda, good. Zelda, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I don't even need to play it. I will play it by the... Actually, I will play it by the time October's over. Not Link's a long Awakening game. will immediately be the best 
remade. T- well, it'll be a tie between RE2 and Link's Awakening, but it's going to go to RE2. Oh, God, I keep forgetting I, RE2 for technically being that category. I gotta give it to Resident Evil 2. Yeah, it's so good. Link's Awakening is one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my life, and I gotta like give little, it to RE2. It's like little toys. I ha- the, the dioramas alone... The art for this game is fantastic, but I gotta give it to Resident Evil 2. It's just too good. You see Mr. X is in that, uh... Link's Awakening? No, in that Resident Evil, the the, the four-player one coming out. Yeah, 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 I did. I actually did. Project Resistance. Imagine you oh, you play the Ballad of the Windfish, and Mr. X, X just comes up. out. X gonna give music, it to and you. And the music plays, too. Is that, um, should X gonna give it to you be the outro? No, but yeah, for my recommended spooky games, yeah, you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot... What what's the bar? What do you mean? We need legal advice. Can we do this? Um Yes. I'll explain why. Uh outside. I, I actually explain why outside the cast. Okay, yeah. Alright. I don't want these guys. Uh, should we wrap that up here? Should we call it there? Uh housekeeping? Yeah. Let's go into housekeeping. Yeah. Uh blog's up and running. My Gears 5 review is up. Uh that's I read that. Gecko Games Podcast.wordpress.com. Thanks for reading. Um Big thanks to Ed Baquette for our glorious intro. You can ask us questions at geckogamespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at the richmeister Zero. You are at beautiful underscore Eric. You know, I'm wearing a beautiful Joe shirt right now. Right? You are. And I was thinking, if I ever wore this, someone said, are you beautiful, Eric? Well, this is assuming that people would ever say, are you beautiful, Eric? They might. Listen, don't let your dreams be dreams. Don't let your memes be dreams. I don't want to be some hack. You're not. You just stole this dude's beautiful Joe idea. No, man. But that being said, I've got more compliments on this beautiful Joe shirt than any graphic tee in my life. I had that with, um, I have a black t-shirt that just says executive producer Dick Wolf. I still love that shirt. It's a good shirt. That's one of the best shirts. It's so dumb. I've seen the hat of that too. You know, what? You know I know what made that shirt too? Because earlier the day that I saw it, I said, who the hell would wear that? And just by chance, you were wearing it at Benny's. <laughs> I died. I actually died. I also um, have another one I love. I have so a, a plain black t-shirt that in white text just says, remember when RoboCop shot that dude in the dick? I saw, yeah. You have good shirts. <laughs> we'll close this out, though. All right. Which... Until next time, Eric, thanks for hanging out. This is, as always, the Gecko Gamecast. And until next time, X, go and give it to you. Take it away, DMX. Stop, my problem's stainless steel. The world 